All right, Jackson. I'm sick. And do you know how long this show is tonight? Uh, Yeah, probably over three hours. Let's just start the show. I'm too tired to be witty. Boom. And welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Music. My name is Ian. And I'm Jackson. Jackson, I hope you are feeling better than I am today. I'm sure I am. I figured I'd let everyone know, even though they can probably hear it in my voice a little bit, I have been dealing with sinus issues, and it has made my voice extra sexy. (laughs) Extra. Like, if anyone's seen that Friends episode... I have Phoebe sick voice right now. That is pretty hot. Oh, thank you, sir. It's so <laughs> nice of you. <laughs> but it's not even a real sickness. Like, it's not anything I think I can stay home from work with. It's just, oh, here's yeah. a bunch of pain for you, and then you can feel bad, but there's no way of giving this to other people, so yay for that. Yeah, it, it'll eventually pass, but for now, deal with it. And that's what I do. It's not like I'm going to cancel the show or anything. <laughs> Not a chance. So, Jackson, this is a huge scene week for everybody. We have a bunch of stuff to go over. So how about we get started? All right. So we start on not the best story here. But as everyone knows, we don't sort these from like, hey, really great story to this is sucky We just take them as they come, and we talk about them. Exactly. So this first one, and it kind of sucks because I don't even like that the band is associated with this, but ex-get-scared vocalist Joel... Who knows? Faviere. Faviere is probably right. Anyways, you should know his name just to know that he's a piece of shit (laughs) because he was arrested in this huge, and I'm talking huge child pornography sting i think if i read the article correctly he had like over a hundred counts of child pornography against him disgusting absolutely Absolutely disgusting (laughs) absolutely disgusting there's really nothing funny about the story i know we try and bring a lot of comedy to the show but there's really nothing funny about this the thing that i don't like especially is that get scared gets brought into this like they had to put out a whole statement about this as well and i thought their statement was really well done it's long so i'm not going to read it here but it was great first of all to distance themselves from joel but then also to have links to where people can get help and to say that this is a sickness and if you know someone who's doing anything like this you should report them all that kind of stuff and it's true they should be able to distance themselves far from Joel anyways because he was literally only on their third EP. That EP was called Built for Blame, Lace with Shame. And I guess that kind of is exactly what Joel is going through right now. It's very shameful what he did. Hey. Hey-o. Good connection. But really, that's it. He was in the band for, I think, less than a year before he was let go so just because he wasn't a famous band now this is getting brought up but i don't see this anything like a lost profit situation or anything like that yeah same here i mean it literally 
not even less than a year in the band most likely he was there for an ep and to be honest with you i don't even know get scared for their eps no i i think um now big fans of get scared are new fans that you know have have probably never even heard of this guy to be honest with you so yeah. it really does suck like you said that they're even in the same name as them you know this is like that ex that gets brought up that you dated you know, 10 years ago, and it's like, hey, how about that person? That turned out to be a shitty person, and it's like, well, it really has nothing to do with me, but I guess I have to fucking talk about it now. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm a very big Get Scared fan, and I completely forgotten about that. Yeah, same it here. It wasn't I mean, even on my radar. Exactly. So yeah, so fuck him. I don't even know what else to say about it, because I don't think it should be held against Get Scared in any way. It's just good that they were able to take this guy off the streets. Yep, same here. I completely agree with you. All right, so let's move on to the next story now. This one's a little bit more uplifting, at least, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, especially compared to what we just talked about. Exactly, so you got to start low, and then you just keep <laughs> going higher. Gotcha. So, Ian, Chelsea Grin's guitarist actually just got accepted into medical school. Good old boy's going to be a doctor. What do you think about that? You know, I think you had mentioned it off-air, but it's one of those things where, sure... You know, fans might be a little bit upset if he ends up leaving, but it's not really a guarantee that he's going to leave yet, though I will mention medical school is very difficult, not only in studying and doing everything you need to do there, but then also balancing real life with medical school is hard enough without being in a super huge band. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you got to put a lot of hours into something like medical school and then plus getting the job as well if you do get it. I mean, you would honestly have to kick out the music. I mean, it might be something you could do part time for fun, you know, maybe play a couple shows with Chelsea Grant at some home shows. Mm -hmm. But as a full time member of a band, especially a big one of this caliber like Chelsea Grant, I mean, I just don't ever see it happening. And it really is sad to say But like you said earlier, at the same time, it's really good for him. Yeah, exactly. It's something that he's actually, if you look at the tweets that he's made and everything he's talked about, it's something he's extremely passionate about. So, of course, why would you not want doctors that are very passionate about that kind of thing? Sure, it's unfortunate to lose someone in the band, but I just don't see how they'd be able to pull it off. I mean, even if they somehow got a recording studio near where the medical school was, he'll only have certain times that he can go and actually record. Plus, he has to write, I'm assuming, as well. And it just seems like touring would be completely out of the question. A hundred percent. I completely agree with you. I don't think it'd be ever possible to tour. Maybe you could help with the writing process. But other than that, I mean, there's almost no way to be a legitimate full-time member of the band. And it does suck for people you know, to find that kind of thing out. But just think about how cool it is for him. It's not like ever people should wonder or think that people in bands aren't smart. You know what I mean? Not everyone's five-finger death punch, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. Another oh, shade of five-finger death punch. <laughs> I'm going to do that later on, too. But that was the first oh, one in a line of many. <laughs> it's just one of those <laughs> things where you can be smart And I think you have to be smart in most cases to be in a band. And this is going that extra mile to be able to pull something like this off. And I just think it's awesome that the guy is passionate about it and went for what he wants to do. And I think that's the most important part. 
Yeah, and I really hope the band supports him through all this too because that's also going to be a really big part that's going to take into all this because if he doesn't feel like he has the support you know, of his own bandmates through all this, then it's going to be a really rough time. Yeah, I would say he's probably done with the band. I mean, maybe in some special capacity he'll still be a part of it, but yeah, if you want to focus your life on that, I think that's what you have to choose. I agree. So yeah, it's very cool though. Congrats to him for sure. Now on to a tour announcement, a reunion tour announcement, actually, and that's why we're not doing it in the tour section, but Medina Lake have announced their reunion tour. Now, it's only going to take place in a few places in the UK. There are no plans right now to bring it to the US. I can say for sure that I very much enjoyed that first full length from them, from them, through us, to you. It's a very long title. (laughs) That was from 2007, but I hated the rest of their music. That's a shame. (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. I have never heard any of their music, but I do love to see a band get back together and put on a reunion show. I'm sure Medina Lake fans are just, you know, busting at the chops here. They're loving this. You should give that first full length a listen. (laughs) Not the rest. I wouldn't recommend it. Maybe you'll like it. (laughs) I tried and I just did not connect with it whatsoever. Because they're like a Breaking Benjamin trust Mm. company, like that kind of thing. It's more the alternative rock. And I think they really hit it hard on that first album, but then mellowed out for the rest of them. It's almost like 30 Seconds to Mars, how they kept it pretty heavy for their first couple albums, maybe first three albums. Then they started getting a little mellower, and then they turned into what they are now. I think Medina Lake did that early on. Gotcha. Oh, well, at least they have that one. Exactly. I mean, I can't take away from a band that makes music that I enjoy. There you go. You're you're such a positive person, Ian. Look at you. I know. It's once again, I know we say that every (laughs) every episode. (laughs) Ian, a day to remember. Okay, now, first of all, I want to clarify something. What exactly does it mean when a town hands you the keys to their town? Oh, I can tell you for sure. Now, this is in America you're talking about, right? Yes. Okay, there are different rules for when you're in the UK and stuff. But in America, every town, every lock has a different key for it, except that they're all made to be able to be used with one key to the city. So if you Mm. get said key to the city, you can technically go into any building and any house whatsoever in the county lines of that city. Really? No. <laughs> I was about to say, that sounds awful. I mean, <laughs> when you were saying it, I, I was just nodding my head like, wait a second, that doesn't sound cool. I don't want people to be getting keys to the city. I just wasn't sure if that was going to work. <laughs> In my head, I was like, wait a second. He's usually really smart about this kind of stuff, so I want to believe him. But this just sounds awful. And you're saying it with such enthusiasm. What I thought was, I'll throw in the question about being here and not the UK. Oh, gosh. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I, it's only commemorative. It's only like a high honor for whatever like city. Like a speech kind of thing. Yeah. Just... I, look, I might be wrong about this one. I don't even think they give an actual... It'll be an actual key, but it's like a large commemorative plaque with a key or something saying, this is awarded to so-and-so for this, and that's how they do it, I think. Well, before I move on to the story first, I want to note you're an ass for doing what you did. Because 
for you to even come up with that on the spot means that you've thought about plotting to destroy me for quite some time now. And second of all, I want to inform everybody that A Day to Remember is getting keys to their hometown of Ocala, Florida, which is also very cool, followed by a hometown show that they're playing there. And I think what's awesome about that, too, is that hometown show, tickets are like $10. Insane. How cool is that? Like, that's one of the times that you'd be happy to be from Ocala, Florida. Well, I'm going to say right now, I've never seen A Day to Remember. So if I was in Ocala and I had to pay only $10 to see A Day to Remember, I would be going nuts. Yeah, no offense to our fans in Ocala, Florida, but I'm sure you want to get out of there the same way A Day to Remember did. (laughs) Exactly. But by the way, Jackson, that was a very interesting little tidbit that you said. You've never seen A Day to Remember live? Wow. Like, I really hope they come around sometime to Dallas. How have you missed them? I missed them. There was one time that I legitimately could have seen them, and that was really recently when they toured with Blink-182 and All-American Rejects. Yeah, yeah. Well, first, it was a lot of money. It was, well, I mean, at least for me at the time, it was like $60 just to see them. True, true. And that was to sit very far away. Right. So if I'm going to see a day to remember, I didn't think that would be worth it at all for me, Mm -hmm. for me to sit in a lawn watching them from a distance. I mean, that's just not what I wanted. Understood. But I've honestly never, I, I can't think of a tour besides the one I just said where they came by, except Warp Tour in like 20, I want to say 2010, and I wasn't into the music at that time heavily. That so seems, I didn't even go to Warp Tour. Yeah, you must have just missed it because they've come around to Boston area, which not a whole lot of bands have been doing recently, especially larger ones. I saw them tour with Attack Attack once. I saw them tour with Bring Me the Horizon. Like, they've done those tours before. I'm surprised they didn't go around Dallas area. Yeah, same here. And, I mean, it's not just a day to remember. I haven't seen a lot of big bands. I've seen a lot of shows. But I'd say the biggest band I've probably ever seen is, well, an R scene is of Mice and Men and Devil's Prada. I've never seen Bring Me the Horizon, A Day to Remember, Pierce the Veil. Um, never, never seen any of them. And I've really been wanting to, but it just wow. hasn't happened. I've never seen even Amity Affliction, and they're probably one of my top five favorite bands of all time. That's a little crazy. Interesting. Because Dallas right now, the way that I'm looking at tours, you guys are getting a lot more than we are. Yeah, and that's how it's been. I don't know what it is. It's just A Day to Remember and me have just never connected. And I love A Day to Remember. (laughs) I know you do. But i just never been able to see them, and it's crazy. And I've really been wanting to. Well, I can tell you there's no one that can hype it up more because they will deliver when you finally get to see them live. Hmm. That's an absolute, you will not be disappointed in their show. Well, I'm very happy that I will one day see them. And thank you for telling me that, because now I look even more forward to it. I hope it happens. Yeah, shit, I hope so too. Even when I said it right now, I was like, damn, I really have never seen a day to remember. And that's for everyone out there. I hope every single person who listens to this show gets a chance to see a day to remember sometime. Yeah, and it's kind of weird to talk about them in that sense because we're, we're talking about them as if they're like some foreign band that barely tours or something. Well, that's the thing. They don't but, have to. I mean, they're one of those bands that makes so much money that they don't have yep. to. And when they actually tour, a lot of the times recently, it's been overseas. They did Australia. They've done UK. I think this one in Ocala is probably their first one back in the States in a while. Yeah, I think this is actually the first show I've heard of them doing in 2017. And I think most of 2016 was the Blink tour. Yep. 
So yeah. And I missed it. <laughs> and I couldn't get to it because I would have had to have a car that worked. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The old car deal. I've heard we need some of those. <sighs> it's true. So yeah. I think everyone should hopefully see it. And I think if you're in Ocala, you'd be a fool not to get a ticket and go to that show. Yeah, I completely agree. And this is coming from someone who's never seen them. Watch it for me, please, if you can. And then let Jackson know how good it is. Yeah, make me really jealous. <laughs> All right, so we have a couple of quick announcements here. I don't even want to get into the full story because it's just so dumb. Yeah. But I guess in Michigan, the Republicans there want Kid Rock. Yes, that's right. I say Kid Rock on Ian Hates Music. This is fucking nuts. (laughs) They want him to run for Senate there in Michigan. Uh, Look, I'm going to give him credit. He wrote Ba with the Ba. I don't even care about that, though. I don't even really like any of his music, even that song. How, how can not you not really. like that song? I've never really liked Kid Rock. I think the only song I've ever legitimately liked, and I didn't love it. I just said, oh, that's a pretty good song. I don't know. Sorry. All Summer Long. Oh, the don't say that terrible one. Oh, come on. The only one I legitimately like by him is not even his song only. It's, um, what's her name? Please. Denia Twain or something? No, it's it's uh, I put your picture away. How that song? I don't fucking know. What? I, I put your picture away. Oh yeah, how am I supposed to know that? I'm assuming that's Shania Twain. Is it not? I don't I know. I think it's that or Cheryl Crow. Ah, uh, probably Cheryl Crow. I think it's her. That's the only. Those are the only two songs that I legitimately like by Kid Rock. Everything else is like I I really could give three shits about. You don't like Cowboy? I dude, I don't even think I've heard of that. Just do me a favor. I can't believe I'm even going to recommend this. <laughs> no, don't. You have to go back to Kid Rock, Devil Without a Cause, and listen to a few songs on there. Because back in the day, they were fine. And they didn't really change. It's still funny to listen to them and be like, oh, I remember this. Even though you won't technically remember. I guarantee you, um, when I hear them, I'll be like, oh, I've heard that. But You'll like I Cowboy. Really- I, I really doubt I'm going to enjoy it. Well, look, it's not enough for him to run for Senate, that's for sure. Yeah. Speaking of Senate, the, the part that I find funny of this is that it's the Republicans who are saying this. This isn't like fans in Michigan saying, yo, we want Kid Rock as you know to represent. No, 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 no. This is legitimately politicians. Well, that's because saying, Kid Rock's hey, such a huge fan of Trump and stuff. He wasn't even a huge fan of Trump from the beginning. He was actually a Ben Carson supporter. And then, you know, when Trump became nominee, well, the sole yeah. nominee, he, like, jumped ship, obviously. You know how that happens. But, I mean, shit. I thought even Republicans didn't like Trump, so I'm a little shocked by that. Some his. don't. But then you get on that winning side, you know what I mean? Yeah, because people don't have their own minds anymore. Yeah. You didn't know that? I did. I, I just sometimes, like, like to think that there's a little hope in humanity. But that that only happens sometimes to me. All right, we got to beat that out of you, son. <laughs> <laughs> Spread your Ian hates positivity, please. Damn straight. <laughs> my pessimism, my pessimism is poisoning this. Yeah, man. Seriously, you were supposed to be the upbeat one. No, I'm just kidding. I love everybody and everything and well, everyone. Well, look, I don't even want to go in more into that story because it's just asinine. I'm just tired of all the shit. Oop. I want intelligent people to run for offices. Scientists, engineers. Jacksons. Absolutely. <laughs> People who have never seen the day to remember live. Yes. That one, yep. Man, I'll be handing out everybody keys and stuff. Yeah. I'd be great. I'd be a great person. It's the key to my me. house. It's yeah. the key to my car. <laughs> yeah, I think 
that's probably one of the biggest things that's going to come out of Trump being president. A lot of people are going to start realizing, oh, why are we only looking for lifelong politicians and reality stars and celebrities to do these type of things? Why can't we go to smart people? Why don't we go to intelligent people, people that actually know how science works and things like that, since that's one of the biggest things that you have to deal with when you're president, science, engineering, the economy. I mean, the list goes on. All that stuff you need to be intelligent about, you need to have schooling for, and sometimes having advisors that you're handpicking don't have the kind of background that they should. So if you get an intelligent person to run things, they can pick even more intelligent advisors that will help them get through even the things that they're a little off on. That's how smart people run things. Wait, but Ian, what you're suggesting is that our government contains intelligent people only. Do you understand what you just said? That would be blasphemy. You can't do that. Exactly. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. I don't think I could have said it better myself. Nope. So yeah, what the fuck ever. Hopefully it doesn't happen. (laughs) Yes. Well, Jackson, why don't you take the next who gives a shit story? Yeah, okay. So a couple in Bolivia named their kid Iron Maiden. Their son, sorry. Um, And this is for real. Again, his legit name is Iron Maiden and then his middle name and his last name. Uh, Whatever, I guess. I don't know. I would have thought that when people name their kids after bands that it would be more of a name that you should actually name a kid. The first thing I think of is like Alisana. That would actually be a really good name. Yeah, or Nirvana. Something, you know what I mean? Like you can pick out band names that would actually work as a child's name instead of Iron Maiden because what are you going to call that? Per- <laughs> like, hey, Iron, get over here. Like that's such a weird word to say. Oh, man, that is funny. I can just imagine the roll call right now. Iron Maiden Aguilera, please. Uh, are you here? <laughs> or also, let's not forget how cruel children can be. If oh, it's yeah. a boy, and I know we're not supposed to be gender specific anymore, but how kids are kids. 2017. Yeah, kids are kids, though. I'm sure that people are going to start calling that guy Maiden, and that's uh, not normally what a boy wants to be called. Right. So you got to think of that shit, too. Every single parent should be thinking of what can this name be turned into to be used against our child. I completely agree. Thank you, Ian. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to hear that some people have common sense. Public and service I'm announcement. And some very carefully. And because I was made fun of my entire life, I think about this stuff. Since people use stuff like that against me... I can go ahead and say, oh, here's five different ways you can make fun of this kid just by their name alone. (laughs) Personal experience. Yeah. And that's not even going into personality and looks and background and everything else. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's just not very smart. I understand wanting to immortalize your favorite band or pass on a legacy like that to give thanks or props to that band. But it just seems like, hey, make a better decision. Yeah, God willing, if I have a son or daughter, I'm not going to name them Silent Planet Aguilera because they're my favorite band. Or The Devil Wears Prada Aguilera. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, because even if you want with Prada, like even Prada doesn't necessarily work. (laughs) It's just ridiculous. I mean, 
I'm I'm glad he loves his music that much. That's a cool thing. I mean, I guess there, both. There's of other them ways to express it. I agree. Man, two that, those were two really strange stories, huh? They were, but they were quick ones. True. But now we get into the real shit. Oh. And that's for reals, yo, because <laughs> we are talking about the story that everyone latched on to. I guess last week, right? Uh, yeah. It was like sure. right after In the we last, were done. Like five days or something. Yeah, probably like right after we were done with the show. But it turns out that a recent Attila show ended in a brawl with security. <laughs> you can see most of it. I mean, obviously people had their phones out when shit was going down. Mm-hmm. So you can see it. And it is pretty crazy. But Jackson, I know you already have a little bit of prejudice. But after watching that stuff and reading the stories, what are you thinking? I love it. Absolutely love it. I think what Attila did was as brave as it gets. Explain, because normally you are not on their side. Well, okay, so just to get more into detail, um, and I've noticed this personally at shows, whenever there's a constant barrage of people crowd surfing, the security guards become very frustrated. Right. And they start to get a little more aggressive. I can understand sometimes being aggressive because you're trying to bring down safely as many kids as possible very quickly because mm-hmm. if the security guards aren't there most of the time they're just getting thrown over and they can get very hurt now yeah. some security guards don't know how to be safely aggressive to where they're literally hurting the boy or girls or anything as they're bringing them down from the barrier and what happened in the satilla show was apparently i don't remember who said it, it was chris or it was franz but one of the security guards actually i think punched one of them as he was helping them down did i read that right yeah i think what happened was and there is also a statement from one of the supposed fans that this all kind of happened because of and he had mentioned that i guess since franz had gone ahead and said hey we want you guys crowd surfing onto the stage you know we want you guys up we want you guys doing this him and his brother i guess and some friends had started doing that and that's when the security guard like slammed their heads against the rail and started punching them. And I guess if I have this correct, Chris, the guitarist for Attila, saw what was happening and went over. And I think you can see it in the video too, where he seems to be pulled down by the security guard, which is insane. Yep. Right there, that's crazy. So I think he gets pulled down and then the eyewitness guy is saying that his brother or his friend i think and i forget because i don't even know if you can really trust what he's saying because there's no video of that but Mm -hmm. he says that his brother or friend then started punching the security guard to let go of chris and put that guy in a headlock and then that's obviously when franz started like throwing shit and getting ready Mm -hmm. to go because that is pretty fucked up if that's what actually happened but other stories from the venue from other twitter accounts and stuff were saying that franz and them were completely justified and that this place has a bad reputation now that's hearsay right now so we're going to say allegedly but it's a place called turner hall ballroom in milwaukee wisconsin yeah see as, as and you know i've obviously went on rants about attila before and i've had my disagreements with them but that's just music stuff. I've said it many times on the show that they're actually very nice people regardless of what you know others might think just because of their music. Right. So I, they're not the kind of band that's going to start shit for no reason. 
I agree. I completely think that they were justified for what they did, and I know you do too. Oh, yeah. I absolutely do. I'm always looking out for fans in that situation, obviously. It's not just the whole fuck security thing. They're Most of the time, those security guards are bigger than most people, and mm-hmm. we know for a fact that a lot of the age group now that goes to see this type of music, our type of music, skew much younger than it used to right. be. So now you've got kids that can't defend themselves against these huge security guards, and it's just not fair. It's awful. And then if you you can see in the video, um, they were very, very pissed. The oh, whole band. Yes, they I were. Mean, Chris slammed his guitar on stage. Franz was just ranting. And then I, I, I'm almost 100% sure I saw him throw a blow at one of the security guards in the video. And then he threw down his mic. And they all just walked off stage. I mean, you could tell they really, really took that to heart and got really pissed about it. I completely agree with what they did. Yeah, they said in a statement, I don't condone violence or think it's necessary in most scenarios, but last night got way out of hand. I've seen it happen way too many times where security gets overly aggro and abuses their power. Your job is to keep fans safe and to keep the band safe, and a lot of security guards just have no clue about the nature of a metal show. Kids are going to crowd surf. Kids are going to stage dive. That's what the music is all about. When I clearly told kids to crowd surf, you don't fucking hurt them. You don't punch them in the head. That shit makes me sick to my stomach. Your job as security isn't an excuse to be violent towards music fans. If you hurt our fans, we're going to hurt you. Plain and simple, our fans come to have a good experience, and we will always have their back. We will fight on their behalf of our fans, if that's what it takes. Sorry to everyone that had to see this shit get violent, and sorry we had to cut the show short, but that doesn't fly with us. And I like that. Perfectly worded, in my opinion. I was looking at some old random YouTube stuff. You know how you go in that kind of rabbit hole where you Uh go through a lot of stuff. (laughs) And one of the things I saw... And I had never seen before. Did you ever see the video where I guess Franz brings people on stage every once in a while to sing? I've seen a couple of them. And I forget the name of the track, but there's one where he brings on two guys to have a little competition to see who's going to mm-hmm. sing that song with them. And then they're both awesome. So he lets them both sing the song together with him. That's pretty fucking cool. I saw cool. that same one. Yeah, that was pretty badass, right? Yeah, and it's to sing Rage, by the way, which is probably the best song. I saw a different one where it was a different track. It was probably Payback. Yes, that's the one I saw. I I think I got them confused. Payback, I'm sorry. That's the one that they usually did. I think they did that every night on the Chaos Tour. Okay. I'm pretty sure they did that every night because I've seen a couple of them. They even had a YouTube star come on there or a Vine star or whatever. His name is Curtis Lepore. But uh, no, it's really cool. I mean... And they're really fan friendly, and I, I can't say this enough. You listen to Attila just for their music, and you're probably gonna think that they're a bunch, they're a shitty group of guys. Sure, they're honestly quite the contrary. And this is coming from someone who really doesn't like Attila that much. They're a good group of guys. They're really fan friendly. I just can't connect with their music. That's right. the bottom line. And I am a fan, so when I see this kind of stuff, it makes me like them even more. Yep. So, anyways. There you go. Hey, at least you know if you're at an Attila show, they're going to stand up for you as long as you're the one not being a dick. Right. So. Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be a dick. I mean, 
That goes for everyone, security guards or fans, it doesn't matter. Because we don't really know what started everything, but it sounds more like that's the truer statement, is that the security guards got overwhelmed, even though they're supposed to be able to handle that kind of stuff, and then they started being ridiculously aggressive. Right, this isn't new. I I mean, I'm even sure we've even covered stuff like this before. I'm pretty sure I've heard this from other bands too, security guards have done this time and time again. It's just another it's just another story. Unfortunately. Yeah, but yeah. good for Attila for standing up for people. Yep. <laughs> I almost did the and also Attila had an apology, but I didn't do that one. No. <laughs> We've done that one enough. Oh shit. All right, so now we go from almost kind of an uplifting story about a band sticking up for people to two more shitty things that happened to bands, and we might as well kind of just combine these. Yeah. But there were two robberies that happened very recently. One was to the Browning. They got robbed while on their tour in Italy, and they had to actually cancel the tour because not only did they get equipment stolen, but they also got like all their laptops stolen, all these hard drives, everything. Because as people should know who know the Browning, they do a lot of electronic stuff with mm. their music. So yep. every single thing the band has ever made was stolen. That's awful. And that includes the new shit that they are putting together as well. Yep, that's very true. I'm sure a lot of them had um, new songs written on their laptops, lyrics, all that sorts of thing. That is completely lost now. And then to top it off, they're in Italy, so that's not cheap. They, you know, they have to get back, and mm-hmm. I mean, just awful. No, it's completely awful. And then on that note, too, Fit for a King also had $10,000 worth of gear stolen from their trailer, and they're about to go on tour as well. Insane. It just fucking sucks, man. And I say it all the time. And look, I've shared the links on Twitter and I've shared the links on the Ian Hates Facebook page for people to help. It looks like, if I'm not mistaken, the Browning, I think, set their limit to $10,000 and they hit it ridiculously fast. So they actually shut it off because they're not looking to make more money than what they lost. Mm-hmm. So they're very thankful for everyone. And who knows? Maybe something else will go up to help them out if they still need it. But right now, they are overwhelmed by the fam support, which is awesome. And then Fit for a King, all they did was ask for people to buy merch. And I know they had an outpouring of people picking up merch so that they would be able to rebuy some things and keep on going with this tour. They're not canceling anything, but they lost a good sum of money. Yeah, and that really is awful to hear, especially right before their tour starts. I mean... Just imagine the planning and preparation that you're taking in consideration when about to go on tour. And then just when you think everything is good, poof, you know, your fucking van gets, uh, your equipment gets stolen. I mean, are you kidding me? It it really is a shame to hear. And this happens a lot more than it needs to. This isn't new. This happens to bands a lot. A lot. And it sucks because that's how a band makes money is to go out on tour and go all these places where they don't know and they're unfamiliar. And it's not like they're leaving their shit unlocked. Right. These are people going out. Yeah, they're going out of their way to target bands, it seems. Mm -hmm. You can go ahead and you can take a bunch of guitars and basses, you know, and all that kind of stuff, and you can sell it separately for things. They can easily make their money by stealing from musicians, and that fucking blows. I hate people who steal already. 
but then add in that it's the bands that I like, and it just fucking pisses me off even more. Yep, it's awful. I actually did just last week buy something from Fit for a King. Oh, nice. I bought their um their uh, little exclusive teddy bear that they were doing for Valentine's <laughs> Of course <Day>. you did. <laughs> That's the first thing I've ever ordered from them online, and it was a fucking teddy bear. <laughs> Wait a second, Jackson. Do you have something you need to tell us? Well, I did get it for a specific somebody, but it's... Uh... It has not arrived yet, man. You might want to check on that because oh, I no, didn't it's... get it. Oh, I got it. Oh, oh. okay, okay. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, about that, Ian. Uh, there, there's actually somebody else. Oh, no. Oh. But um, I don't know. Your voice today, it's kind of making me reconsider everything, all the decisions I made. It's normally sexy. Now it's super sexy. Exactly. You need to get sick more. People tell me that all the time. Jackson. Oh, for sure. I bet. <laughs> well... Look, if anyone, I think you can still obviously buy Fit for a King merchandise. So if somehow you didn't hear the story or you didn't see the links on my social media, you can definitely look it up very easily. I'm sure that they're still, you know, hurting for some money and everything. So if you can, support both bands any way you can. If you're fans, if you feel bad, whatever it happens to be, you know, support these bands because they're doing a lot of difficult work and it just really sucks to have this stuff happen. It really does. Please support them. They need it. Ian, Jackson. so there's been some uh, some added drama to Of Mice and Men, which what? I didn't think was going to happen, by the way. I did. Did you really? This is not something that I, that I am surprised about. So Austin Carlisle, um, I don't know if it was done purposely, you know, but uh, a fan asked him a question, I believe, on Instagram. Uh, uh, one of the stupid things. I don't care. Yeah, one of those social media internet things the youngins are using nowadays. Those youngins. Fuck, I don't remember what the question was. Long story short, though, he did reply asking um, with a reply saying that not totally the reason why he left of Mice and Men was just because of his, I believe, Marfan syndrome. I think that's how you say it. Yeah, Marfan, I think. Right. Um, he was actually saying about how he didn't have much say into the newest album. And that the band was already, that he was already having issues with the band. And he's even, not even following, I believe, a couple members of the band. I mean, it's insane. There, there's actually bad blood here, which I did not think was the case. Well, look, I don't care about the not following people thing. I think people look into that stuff way, way too much, especially now. People make stories out of that shit. But Austin Carlisle did say, no, I will no longer be writing with them. One of the reasons I left, they weren't going to let me write what I wanted on the next record. That's not going to happen. I will write what I want, despite what that means giving up. And then some guy replied and said, wonder what's going to happen to Of Mice and Men. And Austin said, who knows? I will continue making the music that I want, though. What's in my heart? Don't worry. Part of the reason I left was just because I wasn't able to do just that. I guess That's the the rumors swirling around is that Aaron Polly is the blame for this or whatever. Now, from what I know or from what I've seen, there really hasn't been anything from Aaron talking about this stuff. But Alan Ashby from the band came out and said, no one kicked anyone out and rumors are everything on the internet and blah, blah, blah. You shouldn't listen to any of this stuff. But Aaron hasn't said anything. And look... Once again, this could all be just a publicity stunt. 
to keep of mice and men relevant to keep Austin Carlisle relevant as well. You know, a mice and men have announced a bunch of, you know, random tours and everything. They need to keep everything going. So that's what this might be. But also, I mean, I'm glad he's being honest about this stuff. Like I wish he would have said this stuff back then, but based on personality and what's happened in the past and I know we brought this up, does this really surprise you that much? Not really. And I, I'm sure a big part of this is that recently he's been really big into Christianity. He he's jumped in it hard. He, I, um, he's a born again Christian now, and he really wanted to because you know as a vocalist he usually has a big say so in the lyrics. And one of the reasons I believe he left, and of course this is just speculation and rumors, but I can almost guarantee you that he wanted to put his faith into the lyrics off the new Cold World album. And I guarantee you, Aaron Pauly just wasn't having it. And when that happened, plus um, his sickness just getting worse and worse, just these little issues were probably stacking up and he just thought it was time to go. Well, here's my question to you then. So are you saying that you don't think that Austin Carlisle wrote all or most of the lyrics for Cold World? Not all of it, no. Many times the songwriter doesn't write everything you know there's also input from the band so i'm saying though in general like would you call cold world not his album because i remember him specifically in many many interviews saying how personal these lyrics were to him and that he wrote this that is true but i have a feeling that he did say that that is true but i don't think that he was actually telling the truth to be honest with you. This reminds me of the same situation with Crown the Empire when I remember David Escamilla went on before the album came out saying how personal this album was and how relative it is to his life. But then we backtracked to a month you know, ago and he's saying how this, mu- how this album wasn't even written by them almost. And it's like, well, you know, just a couple months ago you were saying how personal this album was and how it relates to your life. But then we find out there's a ghostwriter and you know, all this kind of stuff. And now he's writing his own personal stuff. I feel like this is the same kind of thing without a ghostwriter, though. But I feel like Austin was limited in the things he wanted to write about. Well, then that annoys the fuck out of me. And me too. it makes me not trust him. And it makes me not trust the band. Because look, for Crown the Empire, I remember reaching out to them to see if they wanted to do an interview when the new album was coming out. And I don't remember a whole bunch of people asking them direct questions like, did you write this? Did you do this? I don't remember them saying that kind of stuff because you know I would have because I normally Mm -hmm. do. That's one of my questions when I talk to bands is, you know, how did you write this? All that kind of stuff. So they might not have done those type of interviews because they didn't want to be asked that. Austin Carlisle has been specifically asked that. And look, as you know, I thought Cold World is one of the worst albums I've heard in recent memory. I wish, if anything, the members would have stopped him from writing that. But um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I see what you're saying, but I feel like it's almost the same situation as Crown the Empire. You know, I feel like when a member of a band is thrown in a situation and they just don't want to make it a big stink and put a bad label on their band, that they're just not going to deal with that at that moment. But now Austin that has done that, band, though. See, that's the thing, man. I understand where you're going. I'm sorry to cut you off. I do understand where you're going with it, 
But Austin Carlisle is not that person, and he's never been that person. So it seems very strange since Of Mice and Men is his band. Crown the Empire was not David's band. He was always looked at as an outsider. Austin Carlisle has never been the outsider in Of Mice and Men. He now all of a sudden is saying, I don't get to write what I want to write. The way I look at it is, they saw how shitty Cold World is. And they realize, oh, without Austin in the band anymore, we don't have to make shitty music like that. So we know that he probably can't do this anymore. So let's have that conversation of, hey, if you're going to stay in the band, we need you to be able to scream, which he can't do. And we're going to have to take this writing in a different direction because Cold World was amateurish, childish bullshit. I don't think so. I think Cold World was mainly the direction that Of Mice and Men wanted to go to and not Austin. Oh, okay. I I, I honestly, I think this is a really, really close comparison to what happened to Crown the Empire minus the Ghost Rider. I feel like this is the direction that Of Mice and Men wanted because Cold World was really heavily Aaron Polly based. It was almost all him. There was little to no screams almost. And of of course, a lot of it had to do with you know, Austin not being able to scream. Right. But I feel like even if he could, they still would have went this route. I think this was bound to happen because their albums have been getting slower and slower as they've been making albums. You know, they've always, you know, their heaviest album is their first one. And then it gets lighter and lighter and lighter. And I feel like this would have happened regardless of his disease or not and his vocal abilities. Plus, on top of that, he admits that they limit his writing so it like all stacks up well, to him. They're to saying they were going to limit. He said they were going to limit his writing. Not that they limited his writing at any time before that. I think they did. You but might this be is right. What I think. Yeah. This is just what I think. Oh, and I'm saying the things that I think too. So we both could be right. We both could be wrong. It could be a complete other different story. But I also just, I remember austin saying specifically that this is the direction he's wanted to take the band in for a long time i feel like they have to say those kind of things and yes that's shitty because i know you were gonna get to that point where it's like well then he can't be trusted yeah i agree with that that is shitty to do because you lied right you know and been lying for a long time exactly and i completely agree with that and i feel like that's the same thing that david did with crown the empire when he was supporting the new album I remember him doing an interview with Nick Major or Crown the Empire doing an interview with Nick Major and them saying how this is what we wanted. This is so us. And then we find out months later, like, yeah, the ghostwriter that did all this shit for you. What do you mean? This is y'all. Right. You know, it's just not true. I, I think it's really easy to fuck up when you're under the spotlight. You're not going to want to say the wrong thing. You're just going to say with what you think is right for the band, even if it's not you being truthful to the scene and honest to your fans. And I feel like Austin got caught up in that at the moment. And I think he's really trying to write himself now. You could be completely right. I just think that for saying that stuff for years, I don't care how much pressure you think you have on you because Austin has done it in the past where he's left bands. I mean, he's a very outspoken person. That's the only reason why I have trouble putting him into the David role of Crown the Empire is because he is the leader and he's the one that made these bands and he's the one that's left. He's the one who's had issues with many, many, many people. It's stuff that we didn't go into as much because he was leaving a band because of his disease. 
But we could have gone through all the stories of Austin burning bridges and a ton of other stuff. It's just that's the only reason. But I get it. Look, I actually like your opinion a little bit more that I just don't have to follow of Mice and Men ever again because if this is the direction that they're going in, you know, hey, fuck them then because I don't like Cold World. I think it's garbage. This, though, before when I heard this, I was like, oh, shit, that's great because maybe now I can continue with Of Mice and Men because they got rid of the person that was holding them back. That's the way I was looking at it. But if that's not the case... Oh, yeah, I'm sure we'll hear even more about it as time comes. I mean, it even might take us, you know, more than a year when he really feels... Because, you know, now that he's not part of the band, there's no point in lying anymore and having to put on, you know, a facade. He's his own guy now. He can say whatever he wants and not be held accountable for it. You know, I feel like he's going to... We're going to hear more truthful things about him soon. Interviews will be dropping in soon. Who even knows? He'll be relevant again. I really do believe that. I mean, I hope, I guess. I just want truth. That's what I want. So he will not get back in my good graces. I know I'm sure it doesn't matter to him, obviously. But if I find out that he was lying the whole time, there's no redeeming him for me. Ouch. That That's really hurtful. To you? No, that's hateful. <laughs> it's not hateful. It's Can't forgive somebody for if he comes out, wrong. If he comes out and he apologizes for years of lying, then, then yeah. yeah, sure, I can forgive someone. But if you're going gotcha. to pretend, you see what I mean? Like you got to be okay. honest about yeah. that, too. Gotcha. Yeah, because we can cite so many interviews. I mean, he's not a private person. Got it. All in all, fuck Cold World. And <laughs> let's see <laughs> hey, what Hey, I'll tell you happens. what. I always say a lot of good things about Cold World. But now, just like um, Retrograde of Crown the Empire, mm-hmm. I think less of it. Oh, It's not damn. genuine to me anymore. And it's I can't... another album that's going in the, in the garbage chute. Yeah, and I can't think less of that album. So just I really have to like the band and feel the genuineness. Right. Even if the music is good, if, if I mean, if I just if I hear all this drama about what went into it, it's just such a turnoff for me. And this is another case of it. I loved Retrograde when it came out. I really enjoyed Cold World when it came out. Now I can't listen to them. I got you, man. All right, well, we'll see what comes out of that because you know there's going to be more. I mean, Aaron hasn't even talked about it yet. So I'm sure if he gets sucked into this shit, <laughs> you know, we'll have some stuff to talk about. Yeah, and I have a feel like he'll, he'll be more aggressive about it. He's not going to hold Good. back when we hear from him. I mean, look, we've already heard from Shaylee, and he's not even in the band. So <laughs> <laughs> He's not even in the band. He's not even in it. So, okay, we'll leave that one in the dust. So let's go on to a happier story. Revival Recordings have a brand new band that they have signed. The band's name is Misery Loves Company, and they have announced their brand new debut EP, Love Notes and Highways, and the new track, Dead and Buried.
Jackson. Yeah. Emo's back. It is. That's a fucking banger of a track, ain't it? Yeah, I like that old school emo sound. And yes, their new album, Love Notes and Highways, comes out on the 17th of March. Oh, I'm really excited for it. Another great, great addition to Revival Recordings. They're on fire. Yeah, man. And what I also heard is that Lee of The Funeral Portrait is working directly with them as well as almost like a manager type for them too. Mm. So that's pretty cool. And what I thought was very funny too is I went ahead as soon as – because I'd never heard of this band before. So I went ahead and I went to their Twitter and their Twitter name is ridiculously hard to find. It's like go to Revival and then go from there to backtrack to their Twitter. But the last time I checked, they had like 60 followers maybe. Wow. Like they have no social media presence whatsoever. That's how good Revival Recordings is. For them to pick up a band like this without even a huge fan base from social media, just for them to recognize that talent is crazy. I'm looking forward to some good things. We're definitely going to be talking about this EP. Yep, we better. All right, man. I think we have one more story to talk about, right? Yes, sir. So Korn, Slipknot, and Nickelback have now been banned by the U.S. Department of Defense command post. And actually, what the hell? It's not only the ones you mentioned, it's also Smash Mouth and Creed as oh, well. Not Smash Mouth. I know, right? <laughs> so that brings the total to Nickelback, Smash Mouth, Creed, Corn, and Slipknot. Why Creed? What would what, they do? They fucking suck. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, just to let you know, <laughs> I don't know if that was a legitimate question or not. They're just really bad. Oh, man. Okay, so. Let, let, actually, clarify before I start asking questions, please. So there was a memo sent out from one of the officers, I believe. And now, look, it might be a little tongue-in-cheek, but I would think that they would want to listen to heavier music. I don't know. It seems weird. I I don't know what they want. Maybe they're just not allowed to listen to music whatsoever, but they wanted to be specific for some reason. But why isn't Five Finger Death Punch on that list? Oh, okay. Of course. It's back. <laughs> He had to bring it back. I told you it was coming. <laughs> you did. I, I should have known. And what about a mirror? Ah, yes, especially a mirror. See, I, I don't know what's going on. But also, who listens to that? <laughs> Is there one person who made a playlist who's like, Nickelback, Smash Mouth, Creed, Corn, and Slipknot? Especially Smash Mouth. Yeah, I, that that's the one that I was like, wait, what? They're, they're catching people listening to Smash Mouth? <laughs> and that's a problem? Uh, it's just super fucked up. I don't know what's going on. But this is one of those stupid who gives a shit stories. It's just, it's funny, just funny that someone actually goes out and puts that down on paper. <laughs> I, that must have been a really interesting day at work. All right, guys. Uh, so for today, just a quick announcement. Um, no more slip, not corn, nickelback. And I know you guys love Smash Mouth. You like them? No. Out. Um, everybody is out. Every band you love, out. Dad Rock is officially terminated. Get to work now. Yeah. How am I supposed to be a rock star? Yeah, the hell. Yeah, get my game on, go play. Like, come on now. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, whatever. Shit. Well, that's why I can't go into the military. Fuck it. Weird ass story. All right, that brings us to the end of news. So, how about we go on to new songs? All right, Jackson, so let's start off with the 
bottom of the barrel. <laughs> oh, gosh. Close to it, at least. <laughs> I know, man. I was a little disappointed. Let's start with the first one. All Time Low have put out their brand new track, Dirty Laundry. Now, one thing to mention here is there was no album release talk. There was nothing like that. They're going on a massive tour. But the one thing to mention is they're no longer on Hopeless. They're now on Fueled by Ramen for good. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's one of the things they mentioned in their statement when they put out the track. But it didn't seem like the track was like about Hopeless. They went and they talked the whole time about how great Hopeless was for them and their careers, but they needed a change, so now they're on Fueled by Ramen. Oh, but, wow. But why don't we play a little bit of this track, and then we can talk about it, okay? Yeah, I was wondering when that was going to turn into pop punk, and it never did. And that's why I let it play for the chorus, too, because that's the whole song, guys. There's no other change. Yeah, that's the climax right there, literally. I mean, that's it. I mean, Ian showed you, what, like a 10, 15, or 30-second clip? Yeah, not even. That's all you need to hear to understand the gist of this song. Mm -hmm. It doesn't change at all. No. There is no more. That was it. That was all the change throughout the whole song. I hate to shit on songs, man. You Me know, too. From bands, but this is a big band enough. They can take some, you know, some backlash. This was just a bad song. It's not enjoyable to me. I'm sure other people will like it, but it's definitely not for me. I mean, it scares me that this is what they plan on doing on Fueled by Ramen. Like, this might be just a one-off, and this is just they wanted to try this direction for a second. But, man, this is straight to radio you know jam on fucking mix whatever the fuck like i don't find this interesting whatsoever i i don't know what direction they're going in here that's just poppy pop yeah no i i really see no punk aspect of it at all and it's fine if they want to change but that's certainly not the direction i would think all-time low would go in it's not utilizing their talents because i can easily shit on all-time low all day long uh, you know, it's really easy to do that, but that's not what we're here for. Right. Um, but this is not a song that All Time Low needs to be doing, in my opinion, to really show their talent because they've written some good music. Oh, yeah. I used to like All Time Low when they started back in the day. Trust me, I was that emo whatever kid <laughs> jamming All Time Low. I jammed All Time Low, but this is not what I want to hear. And I don't care what happened to their last album, Future Hearts. I didn't enjoy it at all. I like some stuff from Future Hearts. I never wrote them off. They were still pop punk then. 
Yeah, and and I didn't just throw them away when that happened. It's just like, okay, well, this is an album I don't like. You know, next album I'll be listening again, and we'll see what happens. If this is the new direction, then I'm just going to be let down again, and that's a shame. I agree. Really, the only thing I liked on this one, there was one line. Wish I could change my mind, but it's the things I shouldn't see that always catch my eye. Other than that, there's no substance in that track. Yeah, it's there's just nothing to show off. It's just a song. It's unfortunate. But yeah, we're going to talk about some big bands right now that can handle a little criticism because they need it. Yeah, no, they, they do, man. So let's go on to another one. <laughs> oh, gosh. So I tweeted about this one because this I did made not see it. It made <laughs> it made certainly big news. So everyone probably knows Linkin Park put out their new track Heavy, which is going to be on their first full-length album in a long time called One More Light and it comes out on May 19th through Warner Brothers Records. My tweet that went out was, "Man, this Linkin Park track Heavy it's so fucking good <laughs> if you like bad music. Boom. Boom. Because <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else to say for this because it's just not Linkin Park. Nope. Like they should make a side project and put this track <laughs> out under something different because this is not Linkin Park. There is an expectation that goes along with certain bands and this just isn't it. Yeah. Um, and I will tell you right now, that when I saw that they released a new single, I can't tell you how quick I pressed the list, the damn listen button. I was so excited. You at least, when you listen to Linkin Park or when you see the name Linkin Park, you expect rock. At the very least, yeah. you expect rock. Of Sure, it's going to be played on the radio and blah, blah. That goes with Linkin Park. That's fine. But you at least expect rock. Because even if they infuse a little rap elements into it, you still got Chester... There's still something going on where it's going to be rock music. I do not consider this rock music. Well, it's not. It's a, you know, it's not a b based on opinion or anything. This just isn't rock music. This is pop. Well, let's take a listen. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like my mind right now. Stacking up problems that are so unnecessary. Wish that I could slow things down. I want to let go, but discomfort in the panic And I drive myself crazy Thinking everything's about me Yeah, I drive myself crazy Cause I can't escape the gravity I'm holding on Why is everything so heavy? Holding on So much more than I can carry Dragging around what's bringing me down If I just let go, I'd be set free Holding on Why is everything so heavy? You say that I'm paranoid But I'm pretty sure Yeah, so who the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you, it sounded weird hearing this on the show When you were playing it, I was like, what's going on it right now? It shouldn't be on, we should have just skipped it we should have said, this is not part of our stuff. We don't do this. We don't talk about shitty pop music. But that's what this is. And, I mean, people deserve to know that this is what Linkin Park is doing now. That chick who's there, I think that's Kiara. Oh, I have no idea. K-I-I-A-R-A. -I -I -A -A. She's in, like, the rest of the fucking song. Yeah. 
because we listen to this all the way through. We play it here so you don't have to, but we listen to this whole <laughs> fucking track. We're saving your poor souls. Seriously, like normally we say, hey, go listen to stuff. If that wasn't your thing, do not listen to that track. If you're yeah, like, hey, I love pop music, then go listen to that track. That's fine. Fuck, man. It's just Dang, so weird. They have so much money. Like, what's the matter? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. I don't know. What, what extra wing do they need to put on their mansions? Is it just what they want? Us as listeners just has to hear it and push through. Yeah, we just won't support them. That's fine. Fuck it. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. I hope it. I just hope it gets better. Let's just put it like that. I, I, I'm still not writing them off. It's not like, oh, well, Lincoln Park is shit now. It just seems like I don't know how you come back from that. Even if you look at something like Breaking the Habit from Meteora or Meteora, however you want to say it. Right. That song has pop elements to it, but that's still a fucking rock song. And it's a jam at that, too. Yeah. So, I mean, I understand if they go in that direction a little bit, but this is way off course. I mean, this doesn't sound anything like them whatsoever. I'm sure they were ready for this um, or prepared for this. You know, what people had to say about it. You know, the diehard, you know, kind of our scene kind of fans. Sure. I'm sure they will attract a lot of even new fans. And that's crazy to say for Lincoln. (laughs) Right, right. Not everyone's going to hate it. Um, but I, I do think they were prepared for this and, sure. you know, th- you know, they're okay with it. I mean, they can give three shits about what we have to say yeah. about it. And that's why we can say it is because exactly. they don't even give a shit. So we it's don't fine. feel bad when we say this. No, exactly. And the same will go for the next band too. It's a little better though. Yes. I will give you that. Why don't you take this one? <laughs> so Papa Roach released their new single help. And, did. uh, okay. So they brought the rat back, which I think was good. Wait, you think they brought the rap back for help? A little bit, yeah. Eh, I think for that last one, for Crooked Teeth, the one we ripped apart, or the one I ripped apart, I thought yeah. that one was way more on the rap side. This one, I I see this one more as just a radio song. Well, see, that was the problem I had with it. Um, the, I'm not going to lie, the song is a little catchy at times, but it's really repetitive. Yeah, it sounds like Scars. T- yeah, it, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. It, but it, it's very, very radio friendly. Um, I won't be surprised if it's on there within the next week or two. And it's been received really well. I've heard a lot of people talking about it on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. And actually, everybody loves it. So, Were there Twitter handles like different forms of Jacoby? <laughs> no, that, no, it wasn't those kind. No. <laughs> I don't listen to those All right. or read those. Well, here, let's play a little bit of this.
All right, let's just do a quick comparison. Okay. I tear my heart open. I sew myself shut. My weakness is that I can't do much. And my scars remind me that the past is real. I tear my heart open just to fail. Drunk and I'm feeling down. And I just want to be so scars is actually heavier than help. Yeah, but same format. <laughs> yes, it's exactly the same. Opening chorus, go into some verses, back into the chorus. Uh, you know, it gets repetitive, and it's the same format. You yep. nailed it. Yeah, it's. I mean, look, good for them. You know, they they know they're going to get radio play from it. Their music now is even more popular than the stuff from before. Yep. So you know, this is where they wanted to go, and I still think that Jacoby has a great voice. Oh, yeah. I just don't think he uses it for what he could be doing. And that's their choice, and that's why I don't hold anything against them. It's just, once again, this is a track where I would never listen to it again. There's really no point. Yeah, and, I mean, it's one of the better tracks out of the ones we've talked about so So far, far. that's for sure. (laughs) Sure. But it's really not saying that much. It's a pretty good track to me. It's just... I won't catch myself listening to it again. That's the thing. If it comes up on the radio, let's say, which I never and listen to the radio. It will. But if it does come <laughs> up, uh, you know, I won't be like, oh, my God, this is awful. I need to change this now. But it, it's a little enjoyable for me. But I really don't. It's not on my phone or anything. I don't catch myself listening to it again. You know, it'll be on XM number one on their alt rock, whatever fucking station it's called. For sure. <laughs> like in a week. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. So yeah, look, if that's your style, you've got some pop roads for yourself. I mean, it's better than the Lincoln Park garbage, so that's something. Yep. And all time little. Yeah, it's it's still to kind of tough. Is. Yeah, no, I agree because at least there's some guitar and shit. Slightly. <laughs> all right, guys. So we're gonna leave you there for part one of Ian hates music because my voice is hurting what? me. I know. So you'll hear us back with part two tomorrow and we will rock your socks off with more amazing singles just like those ones for sure so you won't even know we're gone but we were (laughs) and then we're going to be back it's ian and jackson we are back oh shit i fucking love that bumper coming in (laughs) that is a good one and yes We, of course, are back on day two. We could have easily fooled you into thinking that we did this all in one day, but why would we do that? It just doesn't make any sense. We're going to Deadpool this bitch. That's the way to do it sometimes. Be honest with the fans. I'm hoping that my voice is better, but I'm really not sure. So we're just going to go ahead and finish off this episode and go through everything we normally would. Let's do it. So when we last left everyone... We had three pretty mediocre tracks. That's generous, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying to start the day off a little bit better. Yeah, okay. I I see what you're going for. So why don't we continue that trend, though, and go with good music? How about that? That's a good idea. All right. So let's start off with brand new, newfound glory, Happy Being Miserable. Their new full-length album, Makes Me Sick, is dropping... April 28th on Hopeless Records. I know we've talked about it before, but how about we take a listen to this? 
Let's do it. Finally. <laughs> hey, that's a good way to start off the second half. I think so as well. It's good old, reliable, newfound glory. Yep, you couldn't have worded it any better. I mean, it's not in the same generic form. You know, It's not like in that sort of sense. It's just sticking to what works, and damn, it's good every single time. It's just another good track by them. And they also have a music video for this, which I really, really like. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was really cool too, and it's just newfound glory being newfound glory, man. Uh, I'm glad to see the train still rolling. Yeah, I agree. It's another fun track with a good message, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing them live coming up in March, actually. Oh yeah, that that's the um, where they're doing all the albums, right? Yeah, I'm going to two days in a row. Oh shit! So that, that should be, be good. Fun. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Enterprise Earth released, and please don't make fun of me if I butcher this name. But Enterprise Earth released a new song called Mortem Incarnatum. I think you got it right. But also, I think the dog was worried that you were going to get it wrong. So it was telling you what the deal was. It's like, no, no, no. (laughs) But that is completely fine. I'm glad it was there to help you out. Yeah. Um, And this is going to be on their new album, Embodiment, coming out April 14th on good old Stay Sick Recordings. And yeah, it's just some deathcore music that you guys should take a listen to. And I think we will. Let's do it. I really hope that didn't jump scare anybody is like right when it first kicked in just like oh shit you're like blaring this in the car well it's such a transition from newfound glory to enterprise yeah. oh yeah but yeah man I, look i'm not a huge deathcore fan and we're going to talk about that when we get to the reviews mm-hmm. but i enjoy something like that especially not on the reg you know what i mean like just playing a track like that you can tell the difference between that type of deathcore and what we're going to talk about in the review section. And I like something like this every once in a while, you know? Yeah, same here. And, you know, it's kind of stuff like this song. And, again, I'm kind of on the same page with Ian. I'm not a huge deathcore fan. 
but I do appreciate a good deathcore song every mm-hmm. once in a while. Yep. And you know, it's stuff like this when you hear about Suicide Silence saying that deathcore is dying as we know it. And it's like, well, I'll tell you what, this uh, this new Enterprise Earth is even pretty good too, and you know, fit for an autopsy, and all these bands are really bringing it to the deathcore scene nowadays. So I'm just glad that they're still going. I agree. Yeah. If anything, they're giving Suicide Silence a run for their money. That's for sure. Hundred percent. We'll see how the rest of the album goes. I'm sure it'll be good. I haven't been disappointed with previous Enterprise Earth stuff, but again, I usually don't dive too much into the deathcore music. But when I hear it, it's not something where I'm just like, "Oh my god, this is awful." Enterprise Earth is probably one of the better deathcore fa- deathcore bands that I actually do enjoy. I can understand that. So next up. We have a small story and a single from Joey Varela, I believe is how you say it, V-A-R-E-L-A. He's in the band Varsity from NYC, and I know, and people who have listened to the show previously probably know that Ty is a big fan of the band. I'm also a big fan of the band, but Ty, I think, actually knows them. Mm. And Joey has released a brand new solo track called Mother. And my question to Ty when I saw this, because I didn't see any publicity or any marketing for this, so Ty had kind of told us about it, and I'd asked him, well, why isn't he releasing this with Varsity? Like, what's the deal there? And I guess from Ty, so this is quote-unquote alleged, he's talking about a inner turmoil between Joey and their guitarist who's no longer in the band anymore and i did double check if you go to their facebook page they don't have that guitarist listed anymore as a band member so i know they have a new album coming out too but i'm not sure how this is all going to play out so apparently this is a track possibly that he worked on with that other person but then now that he has the rights hopefully to it he's putting it out as solo instead of putting it out through varsity Very interesting. So I don't know if any of that is true. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. So maybe Ty will have some more news on that as it becomes available, but I am looking forward to that new Varsity album. I'm just not sure exactly how they're going to do it with this guitarist not being in the band anymore. Plus, let's take a listen to the track, and we'll have some comments about that too. What do you think, Jackson? Great vocals. Um, I'd like to see it in a varsity version. But, I mean, other than that, I, he has a really good voice. But at the same time, I feel like they put a little too much into it, like in the editing side, mm-hmm. that I don't think needed to be there. But then at the same time, 
when you're doing solo stuff, maybe that's something that takes really big effect into that, and that's why that was necessary. So I'm not exactly sure. But other than that, it's actually a pretty good track, and I would have loved to have heard it through Varsity. Yeah, I agree. I think the processing on the clean vocals, maybe the auto-tune on it, whatever it is, I think it's a little much, but (laughs) maybe that had to be done. I'm not exactly sure, just like you said, but I do like that track. And I guess he's opening for Johnny Craig when they're in NYC doing a show. I mean, hey, if he's getting this chance to open for Johnny Craig, that's pretty damn interesting. Oh, yeah, it really is. He he is talented, and to open up for something like Johnny Craig, that's going to get him some pretty big exposure. I agree, man. So let's see, let's see how this kind of shapes out, because I definitely will continue to listen to the solo stuff, but I also want to see where Varsity goes from here as well. Yep, same here. All right, so next up, we have the band The Artificials. This is X-Era founding member slash guitarist Alan Ridgdon's band now. Everyone's heard us talk about Era before, so that's not really something new. But we've never talked about the Artificials before, and they have a brand new track called Stormwolf, and their full-length album titled Heart is coming out March 31st on Tragic Hero Records. This was actually a really good track. I, I actually, when, when you play this, I can't wait to talk about this one. All right, here we go. I really love that song. I don't know what it is. It is so catchy. It has some really good vibes. Yeah, I like it as well. I like the dynamic between Sarah's voice and his voice going back and forth. Plus, obviously, the technical stuff is there as well. Yep, that that is completely true. They do have that sort of technical vibe, kind of like how Era does. Um, we've talked about many female-membered bands before, but I've never really heard a female vocal part in like a metalcore type of band like this, you know, not in this kind of aspect. And I really, really enjoyed it. I think she has a great voice and it is a really good fit, especially for this song. Yeah, I don't think there are many female singers or female vocalists, I guess, in the progressive metal kind of progressive metalcore area. So yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and it really is a lot of talent that they're showing off here and you know it does take guts to do this kind of thing because this is way different than anything that anybody else is putting out so i really had for them and i can't wait for that album to come out 
Totally agree. So yeah, we'll keep an ear out for that as well, obviously. And I'm looking forward to going over that album with you as well. Hell yeah. Man, my voice is still fucked up, man. You feel rough? Yeah, I mean, I guess the audience has to deal with it, but it's just just to let them know, obviously I am dealing with some stuff right now. So unfortunately, this is probably going to come out in the interviews that are coming up as well. Uh, But hopefully it doesn't affect things too much, but this is real life. So what are you going to do, you know? What are you going to do? You can't pause life. You want to make a bumper sticker for that? (laughs) No. (laughs) Damn it, Ian. Sorry, man. We had to get the jokes flowing, you know? I understand. Fuck. Fuck. It always had to start with me, too. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, man. Well, let's go on to He Is Legend. They have released their brand new track, Sand. That new album is called Few, and it comes out on April 28th on Spine Farm Records. Remember, I think we had announced this, what, a week or two ago that they had signed with Spine Farm? So now we got a new track, and it's called Sand. So why don't we take a listen? Let's do it. friendly much it is but i really like it it's just one of those things where i'm constantly expecting the unclean vocals to come in and they just never show up me too but this radio friendly song i'm really okay with i really enjoyed this track for some reason i just thought it was just a good listen from beginning to end you know i love how it has the heavy you know instrumental that makes you think it's about to get unclean right and it doesn't which is frustrating but at the same time i like that you know what i mean it's really weird to explain but i actually really did enjoy this track very much full and through yeah i can understand it i just don't know what this means for what their album is going to be like it's true it it could be very misleading you know it's either going to be like this or it's going to have mixture or the rest is unclean who knows but so pretty much everything then yeah i mean (laughs) But uh, no, I- I'm sure it'll be good, though. I- I'm actually pretty excited for it, especially after hearing this track. I kind of fell off the He Is Legend train. Sure. But th- this is kind of giving me some new hope. Yeah, once again, this will be something we'll be talking about. But at least it gets people hyped up a little bit. If that's your style, then it works out fine. Yes, sir. So Incubus released a new song called Nimble Bastard. Talk about radio-friendly. Yeah, that's very radio-friendly. Uh, they're releasing a new album called Eight. Just eight, the number eight, not the word, the number. And it is coming out this spring on Island Records. Ian, play that shit. You got it. 
So yeah, man. Look, if I was for some reason listening to the radio and this oh came God. on, <laughs> I wouldn't turn it. I'm fine with it. Look, for some reason, we have a lot of really radio-friendly tracks. I was just about to say that. <laughs> I don't know why. That's just how everything fell this week. We apologize to everyone who's not used to that. We're not used to it either. Yeah, no, it, it definitely caught us by surprise, and it definitely wasn't playing, that's for sure. But look, I haven't listened to Incubus in years, so I have no idea if they changed or not. I mean, this isn't as heavy as it used to be, but it's not not heavy for them, you know what I mean? So, yeah, you know, this could have easily been an acoustic track that they were putting out, but it's not, so that's not a bad thing. Yeah, to be honest, I, I just didn't really care much for the track. It's not a bad song, but it's just not... I don't know. I just didn't enjoy it that much. I, it's just not my thing, I guess. I can understand that. I mean, like but, we said, uh, normally we don't listen to this <laughs> style exactly. of music anymore, you know? <laughs> I mean, you couldn't have said it any better. It's just I just don't really catch myself listening to this. I mean, if it comes on, okay. You know, it, it's passable, but it's not something that you're going to see me just put back on. No. Because holy shit, I need it. Absolutely not. Yeah. No chance. <laughs> no chance of that. And I believe the number eight is because that's their eighth full-length album, right? Oh, wow. That's, they put a lot of thought into that one. Well, didn't fucking you 2 <laughs> do that as well? Oh, did, you're asking the wrong guy. Well, me too, but I mean, that's, <laughs> I was pretty sure it's one of the reasons why I also hate you 2 is because of you what they did with You hate me too? That. Well, we know that. Who else do you hate? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't think you have the time. Whatever. Whatever, Whatever. man. <laughs> <laughs> So up next, a band that Jackson and I both enjoy, even yes. though this will be on the softer side. We're going to be talking about Senses Fail. They have their new track, In Your Absence. It's off the new EP, In Your Absence. So this hey. is the title track, and it comes out on March 3rd. So let's take a listen to this right away. fuck that's not radio friendly no it makes you want to cry and he says fuck yeah fuck there, fuck fuck, that fuck, one. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah look man i mean we already knew based on talking about these tracks before this is an all acoustic ep but then also he's dealing with a lot of pretty awful stuff this is like a preemptive very good sad song yeah, no, I agree. It, it really does make you feel, man. And that's really how the whole, whole EP is. I mean, every single song has a very special, different meaning 
than the other. And mm-hmm. so far, every single sing, every single song <laughs> that's been released on this EP, to me at least, has been amazing. And this is just another one added to the list. Now, I believe there's only two more songs left till the EP comes out. Possibly. Yeah, I think there's five total. Okay. But I mean, so far, he is on a roll, and I'm I'm really enjoying this. I'm sure a lot of people expected for them to be releasing, you know, harder stuff coming around. But I feel like this isn't just a music approach. This is also something that he needed to do. I feel right. like this is remedy for him as well as it is enjoyable for us to listen to. And I, I really am happy that they're doing this. And it's it's really good music. I really enjoy it. And I think most, if not all, of this EP is about his wife who struggles with MS, right? I believe so. And you can hear it in the lyrics. I mean, he's talking about if she passes or when she passes, how difficult life is going to be without her. Right. And just to have to think about that every day, even with her being there, is just, I I can't imagine. I'm sure it's very painful. And, you know, it's stuff like writing songs and releasing EPs that just slightly make things better. But it's a shame. I agree. I agree. So we'll be on the lookout for that one as well. Yes, sir. So Nothing Left, by the way, released a new song called Destroy and Rebuild. And just a little background, Nothing Left is actually another one of the super groups that have been forming up lately with oh, vocalists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's getting real. <laughs> it's super group <laughs> season. We got Dannon from A Bullet for Pretty Boy. We got drummer Alex of Silent Planet. Alex Camarana. I don't want to butcher that last name. Sure. and we got ryan and brandon from for today i believe they're brothers i'm almost sure of that yes i'm pretty sure of that as well well actually you know what just play it Uh, i I was about (laughs) to go into detail and just play it and then we'll talk about it sounds good Man, that is a pretty good track. Only pretty good? Well, because, see, it, it's just hardcore, I call it. And sure. I don't know what it is, but it's really hard to distinguish yourself from other bands when it's hardcore. But that's just me. But there's something about this one that it kind of has more of a For Today vibe. Yes, for sure. And I enjoy it. But I say it's pretty good because I feel like it's not nothing special. You know what I mean? You're saying it's nothing special. Right. Okay, because when he said, I'm pretty sure he used a double negative, I think he said, it's not, not, nothing special. Well, I, I probably did. I, I'm not going <laughs> to doubt that. I don't know. I had fun with it. When that guitar riff like kicks in, Like I can imagine being at a show and really enjoying that kind of beat. Oh, yeah. Same here. Look, I'm excited to see what else they have. I mean, it's definitely a super group I'm willing to listen to. That's for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it, it's kind of cool hearing the For Today vibe and just hearing, I mean, you can even kind of say, hey, look, it's technically a new For Today song, but 
you know, obviously not, but it's still something new to look forward to from very good band members and another super group. I'll look out for more stuff. I mean, I think that's the thing right now with the string of songs we played, maybe minus Incubus, there's been stuff where we're excited to hear what else is coming. And I think that's why you release singles in the first place, right? It's to get people excited for what you've got coming up next. Yep, that's exactly the reason. Ian, you're so damn smart. So damn smart. (laughs) Next one up, another strange genre, maybe. I mean, maybe not so much, but I don't think we've talked body count that much on the show, even though I am a fan. And they have a brand new track, No Lives Matter, and their new album, Bloodlust, comes out on Century Media Records. Talk shit. Get Get shot. shot. You know what? We're going to listen to a little bit of it right now. Sorry, Jackson, did I forget to say that this is not safe for work? <laughs> <laughs> this is not something you play at the speakers at work for no. everyone here, no. Do not do that. Do not play it for your children either. But that is <laughs> body count. And for anyone, I don't know what, how you would know this, but that is iced tea on vocals. Yes, sir. Lemonade, Jackson. What is that? I'm so sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. Wait, no, never mind. I take that back. I know that commercial. You were supposed to do like I set you up for it, too. Dude, it, it, it took a while to click. I was like, why the fuck Lemonade Jackson? What, what's going on here? But don't you remember when I completely got you with that last year? Ian, I'm sure there's a lot of things you get me there with. Is, I guarantee true. you there's a lot of things you get me with, and I don't even notice them. Oh, and then we like you just think about it later, and you forget to cor- like tell me, hey, I kind of threw some shade at you without you even knowing. That's just, a good point. Just letting you know so I can like go to bed like thinking that I was nice to you today. And I just didn't want that to let, you know, without the book being closed. I just had to tell you. Well, that's why we have listeners to tweet you. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that everyone can jump in on me. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So anyway, since you failed with okay. that setup. Thank you. Thank we you. might as well play a little bit of No Lives Matter. Yeah. I like that track a lot, man. Do you really? I, I do. I don't know why you know how I pick out certain lines and stuff that I like from certain tracks. And I really like that, don't fall for the bait and switch, racism real, 
but not it. And I also like they can't fuck with us once we realize we're all on the same side. I don't know. It's the little things like that. Sure, he's pointing out differences, but the whole point is to bring people together against oppression because the oppression is coming from the power. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally get it. It's a great message. But you don't like the track? Yeah, and I feel really shitty for saying that. You, but hold I on. Just, whoa, whoa, whoa. You should absolutely not feel shitty for saying that. If that's not your style, that's not your style. See, now you make me feel better. To everyone who <laughs> thinks that Ian is an asshole, because I know even <laughs> no I No one thinks that. It, well, see, I do sometimes. So this is kind of uh, doing justice for myself. And if anyone ever thought that Ian is an asshole, <laughs> he can be pretty nice sometimes. He just made me feel a lot better. Thank you, Ian. <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, okay, look, I love the message of the song. I really do. All for it. I just don't like the music. That that's that's my only thing. And I felt bad about it because I feel like I have this tendency to not care that much how music sounds if what it's meaning is good. I'll I'll just like totally throw to the side how bad the song is. Okay. I've done that before. I really have. <laughs> See, I've and never I feel done like that. That's a normal thing. Okay. No, I've never done that. You're making me feel like shit again. Everyone Ian is an asshole. Forget everything I said a second ago. <laughs> well, no, look, I can go ahead and I can bring up an example right now that will disprove your point. We both hate the band U2, right? Yes. Yeah, so remember the stupid fucking song, Beautiful Day? That has a good message, but that song is absolute garbage water. <laughs> garbage water. <laughs> I ain't heard that one yet. <laughs> That's all I'm saying is message is great in a track if the track in your opinion isn't good then you can't feel bad for not liking the song well you're right you open eyes <laughs> if body count isn't your style where it's like a metal band with iced tea rapping which it is i mean there's not i mean that's the formula that they're yep. going for if that's not your style that's not your style i personally enjoy that kind of thing more than the next track we're going to talk about well, okay, let's just get into it. <laughs> so Volumes released a new song, On Her Mind. Now, they're releasing a new album called Different Animals, which comes out June 9th on Fearless Records. Well, before you get into that, Jackson, we should give okay. the background to people who haven't listened to the past shows, and then first say, if you haven't listened to the past shows, what the fuck's wrong with you, obviously. Hey, what the hell's wrong with you, boy? And normally, my voice is even fucked up during those ones, so you should have <gasps> definitely been listening to those for sure. I enjoyed the shit out of it. This is Ian's voice we're talking about. It's so silky. I know, but now it's all gritty. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's not the same. Anyway, on those episodes, we talked about some of the issues volumes was having with their previous clean co-vocalist michael barr we were talking about how possibly that was a publicity stunt because now they've got this brand new album coming out and we also mentioned that michael was good at what he did and that the rest of the stuff is probably kind of harder to listen to and i think this track kind of personifies that i agree with you so let's take a quick listen And the wall I got down your twist And we can't go this 
and that's without even playing the part of the rapper Puya. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but he's in it multiple <laughs> times. Like I just picked a part that didn't have him because that was annoying as fuck. But there were basically two different rap styles in that track. And then Mike Terry, who took over from Michael Barr, who we talked about before on a previous episode, he used to sing for Bury or Dead. He's the one doing the unclean vocals in the chorus. And personally, and I know Ty feels the same way, that's my favorite part of the track. Like He has a very good voice. He does. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. But hearing that track makes me worried for the rest of that album because that is not the volumes that I want to hear. I'm very glad you said that because I thought I was going to be alone on this. No, no. That's why I was saying for the Body Count track, that's more the kind of rapping that I like in a metal song compared mm-hmm. to that kind of rapping in volumes. You know, at least with with Ice-T, yeah, he's rapping but he's rapping. This is like scream rapping, and it's it it's just not what I wanted to hear from volumes. Like you said, uh, I really really enjoyed Feels Good. Mm-hmm. I thought that was as experimental as they needed to get. Sure. And then this came out, and I was just like, man, you had me going with Feels Good on this, you know, on this new direction they were sort of taking. And then this kind of killed it for me. I will admit, I kind of enjoyed the music video. Um, there was a lot of cameos from, you know, band members of Crown the Empire and Veil vale of Maya and stuff. I thought that was kind of cool. True. But, you know, at, other than that, the song, I'm not going to say it was awful. But I'm going to say it's know, mostly. Yeah. I, the only part I really enjoyed about it was the chorus. I, I thought it was a really yeah. good, catchy <laughs> chorus. The vocals are good. But, I mean, if you go through the rest of the song, it's a basic, you know, with like a rap scream that I just don't enjoy. And obviously, I'm not a fan of Puya. So I didn't like any of that bullshit. Yeah, and he gets a really big chunk in this song, too. And it's awful. I'm so sorry for Pooey. Well, I specifically chose parts that didn't have that because I didn't want to put the audience through it. Yeah, no, good job. He Just so everyone knows, he has a very big chunk. This isn't like your basic guest vocals where they get like a verse in or two. This is like... The whole thing whole, almost. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. A whole section of this song is Pooey. Yeah, really. If you want to listen to it, we said it already, Volumes, On Her Mind, check it out. They also have their brand new album, Different Animals, that comes out on June 9th on Fearless Records. If that's your style, there you go. There you go. All right, man, we're getting down to the end. This is the second to last track here. Hey, we're steering away from the radio-friendly stuff, at least. Yes, we are. We're done with that. That's for fuck's sake, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with this one. It's Kingdom of Giants. They announced their new album, All the Hell You've Got to Spare. It comes out on May 5th through In Vogue Records, and they have a brand new track called Damaged Goods. Let's take a listen.
There we go. That cleansed the palate a little bit. Yes, it did. Oh, man, that was good. I'm looking forward to this album a lot. I like that track. Yeah, me too. And I remember seeing Kingdom of Giants live with um, Friends of the Show Forevermore. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the Darkness Divided Tour. I remember they were opening up for them. And they're a very good live band. So if anyone ever gets the chance to see them live, please check them out. This is, to me, probably one of their best songs. If anything, it's the best, to me at least. I really, really enjoy this track. It's really aggressive, mm-hmm. and he really does show his vocal talent in this one, even with the clean vocals. Yeah, it sounded really good. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of this. Yep, can't wait. So yeah, that was just a quick one, but you can obviously tell this is something we're looking forward to. So definitely check out Kingdom of Giants, their new album, all the Hell You've Got to Spare comes out May 5th on Invogue Records. That track is called Damaged Goods. And I'm sure, I mean, the album doesn't come out till May. I'm sure there'll be one or two new tracks that we'll be talking about on the show. All right. So I think okay. we're all done, right? No more mm-hmm. tracks and stuff? Well, there's that one thing. Is there really? There's that one thing. Is this the moment that everyone's been waiting for? I'm just going to say it again. There's that one thing. Uh, it's it's there. It's there. Oh, All right. Fuck. Then I'll be the one to say it. Yeah, I was, I was just cueing you in, man. Just just take All it right. away. All right. So we are going to be talking about... Oh, fuck. Their brand new track, Flag of the Beast, is out now. Right. And their brand new album, Look At Yourself, comes right. out... March 3rd on Sharp Tone Records. So, Jackson, come on. What? We got to give it a chance. You know we're honest here on the show. Yeah. We have to give this a listen. So, let's give it a try. Just do it. Flag of the Beast. I don't care if it's an old joke. Fucking awesome. No, 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 no. Ian, beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. Oh, shit. I think that's a highlight. That's an Ian Hates highlight. That's one of the best things you've ever done. <laughs> thank you. I figured. No, thank you. The show's been on for over a year. We've literally never done that joke. <laughs> what a perfect time. <laughs> when I heard it kick in, I'm not even kidding you. <laughs> My eyes lit up. My heart dropped. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm just glad that you got it and you enjoyed that. And I hope the audience did too. Yep. I don't care how old it gets. It's still one of my favorite bar pranks. They have the jukebox now. Right. It's called like Touch Tunes or something. And you can actually get the app on your phone and then you can remotely do it. So one of the most fun things to do, even though you do have to pay money, obviously, is to rickroll people (laughs) on your phone (laughs) while you're at the bar. No one knows because you can pay extra money to cut into a song. Oh, fuck. That is awful. Yes. It really is. That's dangerous. But it's fucking hilarious. That's too much power for the human mind. Too much power. It really is. I'm going to be Rick rolling my grandchildren. That joke will never get old. It never will. It absolutely won't. So, all right, all right. Enough of that. Oh, fuck. Now we have to 
Well, okay. yeah, now we have to really do it. Shit. All right, so this is with Flag of the Beast. So, Jackson, I have two buttons for rickrolling people now. <laughs> that was amazing. You can only get away with it twice, though. Damn it. It's true. It's true. It was just as good the second time, I will admit. Have you ever had a woman say that to you, Jackson? Bottom. Silence says everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, no. <laughs> I take it as a no. It's okay, buddy. It's I want to okay. tap into that aspect. I thought you were going to say tap into the ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> we become a silly show, Jackson. Yeah, what the hell just happened in the last two minutes? That's what happens when you rickroll someone, you know what I mean? You're just like, ah, oh, this is hilarious. Up all sorts of shit. Yeah, exactly. All right, no, no, for real. I know I could keep doing this, but I'm not going to. Here is Flag of the Beast. Fuck. <laughs> All right, you use that a lot lately. Well, there's been a lot of shit coming out lately. I'm sorry. The final part of the track is, hate me if it makes you feel better. You can hate me if it makes you feel better. And I just thought that that was a direct shot at the show. So we had to address this song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he says, the critics in the comments... The press and the nonsense, the fans who feel cheated, the venues I damaged, the people who left me, the ones who I banished. Fuck it, I'm done. I've got one thing to say. Hate me if it makes you feel better. And look. Kind of like he's cool with being an ass. Oh, definitely. If you watch the music video, it's exactly what he's trying to pull off. I mean, look, how many times can you rip off? People like Marilyn Manson and stuff calling yourself the Antichrist. I mean, there's no Antichrist. It's 2017. That thing's been done years and years ago. Well, first of all, it's just going to put that out there. I mean, I'm not going to try and get into detail. It's just a bad song. Second of all, it, it's just a really, it, it, this song really showcases his piss poor attitude that he has towards the way that he views life. And again, over and over. Oh, my God. Another singer's the Antichrist? How many fucking are there now? Well, exactly. I mean, come on. It's it's getting old. And for him to even be in the position he's in now and then suddenly start attacking religion for some reason, I guess he feels like that's the necessary take that he needs to take now. I mean, over and over again, he's. I mean, it's really Frankie, man. It, he's just showing how shitty he is. Look, it's old stuff. I mean, there's nothing to get upset about. Like, I, I'm going to be completely honest with you. 
I think this is Amir's best track ever. Oh. Seriously. <laughs> I think this is the only thing they've done with even a slight bit of talent to it. I will slight. never Yeah, I will never listen to this track again, but having to listen to it for the show, I was like, wow, I can get through this without gavomiting. <laughs> it was at least interesting. Plus, you know, they were totally ripping off corn and a bunch of other stuff with the type of guitar work they were doing. I mean, yeah. Josh is doing a good job. That was probably the first track that he was allowed to do anything different than a simple chug the entire time. Yeah, that was a very chugless song, but still, it, 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 would even, it was even still generic at the same time. Oh, of course it was. It's a mirror. What, yeah. what else is it supposed to be? Of course it's going to be generic. And the way that you get attention is to put a baseball cap on and a minister father's robe, you know, or whatever, and spray yourself with blood and stuff. Like, that's fine. If yeah, that's go your down way... the aisle ripping out Bible papers and stuff. I mean, oh, man, we haven't seen it before. You're just another one added to the list. I mean, you're not, you're not, he's not proving a point here that he's different than everybody else or nothing. He's just another vocalist who is just senseless. He even says in his song, you know, open your eyes wide, no one cares. And I think he should have taken his own message. No yeah. one cares. <laughs> Thank you, Ian. I, don't I see, know. this is why I love it when you get into lyrics. It's, it's just you can turn them around so much. And this is a perfect example of that. And I always like tracks that are speaking to the people that they think they're speaking to. You know what I mean? Like... We are a show of critics, technically. I mean, yeah. the point of this show is to spread music we like, but because we talk about everything in the scene, a mirror comes up. It's not something we like, but we give attention to it because that's what he craves. He craves attention, and our show does give attention to lots and lots of bands. I'm not afraid of letting people know that they have a new track out. Like, if you like that, then go listen to it. You know, we've yep. said this on the show before. It's not a big deal. But, of course, we're going to talk about it because it's fucking funny. Like, it just yeah. really is. The cries for attention, sure, we'll answer them. I'm not going to be that show that's like, we are not going to talk about him because he's a terrible person and he does this and this and this. No, the show is built on talking about all that stuff. So I'm not going to stop doing it. And like I said before, he is totally welcome on the show. And I will ask him these straight-up questions of were you just ripping off Manson? Like, what was the point of doing exactly what other people have done before you? You know, that's Couldn't not... Said it any better. Yeah, I could ask him and be like, did you think that was new? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that, that would be my question. Did you think you were doing something new and unique? Because it can't possibly be the answer. Yeah. If you like that shit, go ahead. But I, I'm being honest. I do think that's their best track ever. Oh, gosh. And and also touching back on what she just said, I mean, this is stuff that happens in our scene. We're going to talk about it, whether it's good or bad. It, it has nothing to do with us picking to give attention to a Muir. This is another band that comes up on the radar in our scene. So we talk about it. Yeah. It happens. I bet you in the eyes of these kind of people, it's like, man, you just love to hate us. And it's like, well, no, we're we're talking about you. And if it's bad, OK, it's bad. But we talk about everybody, and exactly. it's not always bad. I mean, one of the many, many, many bands that we talk about. You're not special. Yeah, we talk about a lot of great stuff on the show. I mean, that's like I said before, that's the point, and to bring comedy to it and to do all that kind of stuff. Now, once again, I mentioned I am not feeling that great, so maybe there's not as much of the laughter and gaiety 
as there normally would be. Right. Though we did Rick Roll just a second ago, so eat that. That was the best part of the show. Yeah. If anything, we have to be the first show that has ever Rick Rolled a mirror. <laughs> I love that. So there you go. We saved it for a special occasion. That special occasion is a brand new in mirror track. Ugh. Okay, whatever. So I think yeah, that was good to close out <laughs> new tracks, <laughs> new songs, whatever we want to call it. And now yeah. it's time for a concert review. Oh, shit. By the way, I'm pretty sure that's what Frankie thinks about when he thinks about this show. Oh, for sure. 100%. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) You had to throw it in there. Allegedly. Best word, for sure. Man, I wish I could say a bunch of positive stuff. You know what I mean? Like, after going through that, I wish we were coming here and I was talking about how great this show was. But unfortunately, I have to be honest again. (laughs) Just like I always am on the show. So... I went to see Emo Night Brooklyn, the traveling one that came to Boston for the first time. Okay. So my question to you, Jackson, is what do you think Emo Night is? Because we just went through the story last week where from first to last played Emo Night LA and they just showed up and they did a set. I don't know what happened after all that, but I was like, holy shit, like that kind of thing's awesome. You never know what will happen on Emo Night. But I guess there are lots of different emo nights around as well so Mm -hmm. in your opinion what do you think emo night is whenever i think of emo night i picture a dj but not in the essence of like hip-hop dj um someone who is up there on stage and he is playing music of you know that's nostalgic kind of like our breakdown from the past kind of bands sure but they don't have to be broken up obviously but you know just bands that make us feel good and remind us of the old times like you know uh sales and my chemical romance yeah you know under oath like that kind of music and everyone is just there and they're drinking and they're socializing and having a good time and then also there's i think usually guest appearances (laughs) you hit the nail on the head there you're exactly right i guess i had a different opinion of what i thought it was going to be a dj set kind of thing but where they mash up like a whole set of different tracks that would be considered maybe emo, pop, punk, whatever. Right. So maybe you heard a song and then it's like it goes directly into this next song and, you know, like blah, blah. Like there's actual work involved in making it sound good. Like all of a sudden you'd hear a minute of this one song and then it switches to another and it comes back. You know what I mean? Like kind of what the old Legion of Doom used to do. Right. I I know what you mean. And that's actually kind of what I envisioned. I just didn't go into that detail. Oh, okay. Well, you were right, though. That is not the case. It's not like (laughs) Legion of Doom. It's not anything like that. So the reason why I'm going to go into so much detail on this is because I think, first of all, people should know what they're getting into, 
with these random emo nights that are around. Plus, they did something to me that I wasn't very happy with. Uh oh. And if they hadn't done this thing to me, I would not go into so much detail. Who hurt you? Well, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> Sorry. The event is supposed to be from 8.30 p.m. to 2 a.m. Now, I believe if you go to the one that's actually in New York, it's probably till like 4 a.m., you know, because they actually get to stay up late. I live in a city that's a bunch of babies, so we have to close at 2. Shots fired at your city. Oh, of course. And every city that doesn't stay open till 4 or 5 or all night and all that kind of stuff. But show up at 8.30. They don't open doors until 8.45. Now, the reason why we showed up early or on time, I guess, technically, is because they said they had tickets on sale still. And we had at least three people, maybe five, coming with us that were going to have to buy a ticket there. They did not tell the truth. And they did not have any tickets on sale at the door. So they said they sold out at like a capacity of like 300 plus people. Now, I don't know this one for a fact, but that's what they originally had stated on their event page. Okay. Okay. Maybe we'll let people in later. Now, as people start coming into the show and they've got the whole DJ booth set up on the stage, you would normally think, well, hey, to get people in the mood, maybe we'll have some music on that's similar to the genres that we're going to be talking about, right? Of course. The common sense. Oh, of course not, Jackson. It's all... (laughs) That would be right. Yeah. It's all 80s jock rock. So it's Guns N' Roses and Bruce Springsteen and like poison uh. and white snake and like all this shit and literally from 8:45 till around 10 that's all it is so there's really? no yeah there's no dj there's no nothing that's just house 80s music that they have so people are slowly coming in but still even by the show starting there's less than 100 people there <laughs> okay so i'm prefacing all this for a reason no so, yeah it, you know it what makes i mean sense. Painting the picture. So then these two dudes come out, and I guess they're the ones who created Emo Night Brooklyn. Now, I have no idea if that means they created other Emo Nights or they're the first and you know their idea was spread to other people who are copycatting. I'm not exactly sure. And I'm not kidding you when I say this. They had a computer up there, and they just pressed play on the next track, and then they jumped around on stage. While that track was going and while people crowded around them like they were famous. <laughs> and I don't know. Well, how- I could do that. Yeah. Well, that's what, I was, that's what I said to my buddy. I was like, why didn't we think of this? Like, that's the thing I will give them for sure. They are geniuses. So that's something I'll never take away from them. They are absolute geniuses because they have not done anything. All they do is rent out the venue. And then they make a playlist, but they don't even have the playlist go in any order. There's no mix, like I said. It's just they look at their list and they press play. It's not their yeah. music. Whatever they feel like playing at the time, they click it. And, and I'm sure they're just pretending, jump. too. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. And they're just jumping around, and sometimes they lip sync, and sometimes they throw the mic out to the crowd. Some of the crowd was completely eating it up like they were something famous. And I was like, you guys do know that they're not the ones who made this music, right? Like, why are you getting excited? Some guy was given the devil horns the whole time. I was like, oh, dude, you're gosh. not. I was like, you're not at a show. Yeah, I was about to say, they're not at a show. What the hell? Yeah, do you understand what's going on here? So 
That was weird to begin with. And then, of course, like they played some A Day to Remember. They played an Under Oath track. They played a Chiodos track. I could understand maybe people would get annoyed that that's not technically emo. But I think in general, it's more the scene night. Yeah, you know what I mean? Scene. Yeah. So yeah. there's lots of different stuff. And, you know, they're just playing random tracks and some hit well with the crowd and some don't. But that's because they're choosing the music that they like not necessarily what the crowd likes. So you're right. better off staying home and playing your fucking tracks that you enjoy. Yeah, with, just get a group of friends, go to your house and jam and eat and drink and yeah. just, have, just throw a party, basically. Yeah, beers aren't overpriced and you, know, you can actually get people in who want to go in. And I'm not <laughs> kidding you, I would be surprised if they were over 100 people the entire night. Huh. There was plenty of room in that place. So when you look at the pictures, because they did post pictures, you can look it up on Facebook. Everyone's very tightly put together. But if you mm-hmm. look in the back, you can see all the empty space there. And I wouldn't normally trash this place, but I was disappointed in what's coming up. So first of all, obviously, it takes no skill to do what they're doing. But once again, I will say it. They are geniuses. I wish I had thought of this. Oh, yeah. Shit. And then they did have a special guest, William Beckett, from the band The Academy Is. Pretty pretty cool. Yeah, it's not bad. Unfortunately, though, his taste in music was. Uh, because okay. it really brought down the crowd. Like, the other guys actually chose much better tracks. Like, the only good track I think he really chose, he did Saves the Day once, and he did My Chemical Romance, I'm Not Okay, I Promise. And, of course... That gets everyone amped, but then... Yeah, you play any My Chemical Romance, everyone's going to go nuts. Yeah, I think they played it like three times. But I will tell you, no from first to last. Really? Yep, no Finch. There were a bunch of bands that I would have expected. I mean, what it is to burn would have killed in that place. And yeah, they just didn't do it. So his music choices were a little weird. I don't even think he played any Academy is, if I'm going <laughs> to say. I don't think he did. And then he just leaves. Like, I think he played, well, he pressed the button a few times (laughs) in an hour. And they were like, oh, we still got some time left or whatever. And they went back to playing. You know, they played a day to remember, you know, and they. Right. And I'm looking at my watch, you know, on my cell phone going, "Um, we're here till two. This is. What time was it at this time? So at this time, it's 1230. Okay. And shit already looks like it's going down. Yeah, I'm like, what's going on here? This is supposed to end at 2 o'clock. Yeah, at 12.45, they ended the show. (laughs) So I know this is a long story, but I'm just trying to give you the gist of everything. No, you had to say it like that. Yeah. Because it's like just a bunch of shit piling up and piling up. Right. So I went on their Facebook. In the event page, I go and I wrote a very nicely worded message just saying, look, not taking away from the show itself, but here's all the facts of what you did time-wise, where you said this was going to start then, it didn't start then, you said it was going to end here, it didn't end here. And there were a bunch of other negative comments on other people's things, but mine was literally just facts about why I was disappointed. Right. Because I expect a human answer. You know what I mean? I expect them to say, oh, it was the venue and we didn't have control over that or something. You know, like we apologize. It wasn't meant to be like that. Whatever it happens to be. Instead, they just deleted all of the negative comments, including mine, and didn't mention a word about it. Okay, now that is fucked up. 
you know, I can kind of deal with everything you were saying. It's just like, well, maybe it's just not something that we're used to and it's just not our cup of tea. But that right there is straight up just being an ass. And if I'm not mistaken, it was over $20 for a ticket as well. Well, fuck, it's not even that. It's just the fact of how they treated people's opinions on what they're doing. I mean, get better. Don't throw away what people are saying. I mean, come on. Well, I think that's obviously, that's why I'm going way into detail right now. I didn't want to say anything negative about this event. Like, of course, I think, you wanted to have a blast. Yeah, exactly. That's why I went. But it was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> like, There's no doubt about it. It was really weird to watch people rock out to a DJ that wasn't even, I don't know, it just, it seemed very strange. It seemed really strange. And then, yeah, for them just to delete the message when I had a legitimate critique of what they were doing. Not like, being a dick. Yeah. You were just telling them like, hey, you know, these were, you know, a couple things that I noticed that, you know, is there an explanation or something? You yeah. weren't just blatantly calling them out or anything. No, I was very nice about it. I wish I had screen capped it because I really didn't say anything bad in it. I believe you. And I'm sure oh, anyone you, who listens to the show understands how you treat these situations and will totally believe that. Yeah. It's the same as I didn't rip on that venue that I went to see Deftones. Remember when I told that long story about how terrible oh, that concert yeah. was? I didn't even say what venue that was because it's been over a year. You know, there's finally been a reconciliation for Uh-oh. that. So I'm not mentioning that. Like, I'm not going through that because they did right by me or are going to do right by me. Where here, all I wanted was a simple answer. I didn't call them liars, but that's what they were. I mean, if you're telling me a start time and an end time and they're both off by hours, then you lied to me for what I paid a price for. Exactly. It's just simple math stuff. I mean, you lied and I gave you money for something and you took advantage. That's the way I look at it. Yeah. I paid you for this. I didn't get this. Right. So now people who listen to the show will know forever and I will always bring this up. For sure, by the way. (laughs) This doesn't end now. I will always bring this up if things come up on emo nights and everything. And I'm sure, and that's why I want to distance other emo nights from this. Because I'm not sure who's connected with who. All that kind of stuff. This is just emo night Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. This is them. And this is their traveling emo night Brooklyn. So I don't know if maybe it's even completely different when you're in New York watching it. Whatever it happens to be. So just know that also for sure. But... That's what happens when you're not honest and truthful with the people that supported you. Yep. It always comes back. So my warning to everyone out there is be careful of that stuff. If that's what you like, then go to those events. Support them if that's the kind of thing you like. Now, I can also tell you that the emo night that's in Boston on a monthly basis that's at a completely different bar, in that one, they just have a DJ who continues to play emo music while people can talk at a bar. So it's not like a live set kind of thing. See, that's what I envisioned. And I like that much better. I really thought that's what it was because it's kind of a, it's a really, really good starting point, like talking to people like, oh man, who remembers this shit? You know, it's like that kind of thing. Right. It's not like they're not treating it like a live show. Exactly. And this was more like a concert where it's very difficult to talk to people because that's one of the appeals, right? Is that, especially if you're single or something, maybe you can meet someone there that has a similar music interest to you. That's exactly what I envisioned. I I thought it was more of a social, you know, because, I mean, that's really cool. 
you know, like you get to go to a bar, mm-hmm. but instead of having the basic music that you usually hear, you're hearing your music. That doesn't right. happen. Yes, and that's what some emo nights are. And then there are the other emo nights that do it like a live stage. And I think that's probably what the emo night LA was when from first to last reunited and played there. Gotcha. But yeah, so it's just a word of warning for everybody. And it's also kind of a warning for people that are putting on these kind of events is you should treat people better. Yeah, there was some negatives at the show. But then on top of that, to you know, just completely disregard your opinions on the matter was just... That, that's real shitty. And it really is a shame to hear because it really does put a bad image on them. I think so too, man. So yeah, <laughs> you know, I wish I could have something better to say about it, but I was really pretty shocked that it was literally just two guys bouncing around playing their iTunes playlist. <laughs> yeah, believe it or not, Ian does like to have fun. I so do. he would have rather have talked good about this than bad about it, trust me. I mean, how many times have I talked about the emo karaoke night? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, even when the venue is sucky, emo karaoke is great because it's so unique where you get to go to a place and have a live band do these awesome songs where you get to come up and enjoy yourself and there are, like, little mosh pits and people enjoying way more than a regular karaoke setting. I talk great about that. I've told people multiple times, if you have something like that around you or if there isn't one, you should start one. Because that's really fun, and you can really bring like a community together with that kind of thing. Yep, I completely agree. So yeah, I wish I could talk great about <laughs> Emo Night the way I do for that, but yeah, certainly not. What a shame. So yeah, once again, there are tons and tons of tours that are announced, so I'm not going to go through all of them. I think oh, it's gosh. just too much. Once again, just every, literally everyone is out on tour. Look up a band. Yeah, seriously. I mean, really, the only thing I can say that was literally like just announced, Korn is headlining a spring tour with animals as leaders. I mean, there you go. That's something. (laughs) Yeah. And that wraps up tour. (laughs) Yeah. We're going to have a whole Warp Tour special when they announce all the bands. For sure. We will do that in March. But right now, there's really not enough. Like, every band pretty much that you've heard on Ian Hates Music is out on tour right now. So go support all the bands who have come on and done Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. Just everyone's out on tour pretty much. Like like I said, just look up a band. I guarantee you they're out there. All right, Jackson. I think it's time to go on to our favorite part of yes. the show. Yes, yes. Let's get to reviews. (laughs) All right. So let's start this off right away. Hardcore with Lorna Shore, Flesh Coffin on Outer Loop Records. First of all, extreme props for the great name Flesh Coffin. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't heard that one before. So that's, that's pretty nice. Big fan. Big fan. So like we mentioned before, this was the Deathcore band when we were talking earlier about Enterprise Earth. So 
I think in my opinion of this, since this is tough, once again, we're actually going to talk about two albums today that aren't normally in our style. And we do talk about a lot of core music, obviously. That's kind of our, you know, for lack of a better word, bread and butter. But deathcore, we don't often get into. It was just tougher for me because I don't think there was anything wrong with this album. I don't even know if I'm qualified to say if there's anything bad about this album itself. But I agree. For me, it's just very difficult to even know when some tracks started and when some tracks ended. That's exactly how I feel about it. Now, I did enjoy a lot of parts. Like, this is one of those things where I don't pick a song and Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, I really like this song. Like, you can put any part of the album on for me and it's just like, okay, this is a good album. And you hear it kind of like as a whole. Sure. But if I was to just let it play, I can't tell all the time when one ends and when one starts and i guarantee you we sound like the biggest rookies right now to deathcore fans that are listening just like oh man you 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 just don't get it well look i was actually thinking about this because i knew this was going to come up and sure we want to do more deathcore like if people remember i really like the band altered perceptions because they did that whole deathcore mixed with metalcore mixed with hardcore And I thought they did an excellent job with that. Like, that was a unique album that I hadn't heard really anything like it in a long time. What I would like to do is if there's anyone out there that loves Deathcore, we could do like a monthly segment where you record yourself giving Deathcore reviews and we play it on the show. Like, that way, you know what I mean? Like, that way it's, it's more represented and represented more correct. You know what I mean? Yeah, because this is in our scene. Right. It's just something that we don't tend to gravitate towards with both of our likes of different styles of music. Exactly. So why don't we go ahead and play a little bit of Funeral Moon. And just so people know, Funeral is spelled F-V-N-E-R-A-L. Kind of like the way Paris is spelled. Yeah. Just so you know. All right, here's Funeral Moon. Look, man, I love that double bass. Oh, yes, same here. You know, there are things you can definitely pick out in this album. Like, technically, they are really good. Like, you can't take away from their technical work. It's just not the kind of style that we normally talk about, you know? Yeah, no, same here. And see, one thing you can really tell always, even in Deathcore, I mean, you might say, oh, it all sounds the same, but it's very talent-driven. This isn't chug-chug bullshit. Like, this is... Very, very talented musicians going out of here. I love the drums. I love the guitar work. And one thing a lot of deathcore bands have to do to differentiate themselves from other deathcore bands is sort of the ambiance that they put in the background of their music. Mm -hmm. And some of them really do nail it. And one of those bands is Lorna Shore. They always have like this melodic, 
ending fight scene of a video game kind of thing going on in the background while their songs are going. And I love that. I really do. Yeah, I can agree with that for sure. I mean, maybe that is something that we can do is we can have someone come on on a monthly segment and talk deathcore. But yeah, at least right now, we're probably not the best people to be talking about it. Sorry, guys. Yeah, what are you going to do, man? We talk about so much music. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, would you consider Born of Osiris deathcore? Sometimes. Because that is a band I really enjoy. They're coming up next week, though, right? I think? Yes. Yeah, so we'll see how that one goes. Yeah, that them and Fit for an Autopsy are deathcore bands that I've True. been getting into. Yeah, but, with a mix I mean, normally, rest, though, right? I'm sorry? There's like a mix there, though, too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, for anyone that wants to check it out, it's Lorna Shore Flesh Coffin. Flesh Coffin. <laughs> on Outer Loop Records. Fucking deadly. So... Moving on to a little bit of a, well, no, not a little bit. We're, we're, we're switching this up. Mm-hmm. Youth and Revolt revealed their new album, The Broken, also on Outer Loop Records. Very nice. Ian, what did you think about this album? So let's give a little background to this band. So first of all, I would call this, if anything, poppy post-hardcore. I'm going to yeah. say that that for one. Second, I say it's like poppy post-stadium hardcore. Yeah, maybe. I don't know why. They gave me like that stadium music vibe. Well, we'll talk about why in a second. I think I get what you're saying. Gotcha. But then the background for this band is they actually started in, I think, 2012, but didn't actually get their EP out until 2014. That one's called Love is a Liar's Game. So this is actually their very first full-length album in 2017 because apparently they went through a ton of member changes, like eight different member changes. Yeah, Yeah, they lost their lead vocalists. They lost a bunch of guitarists, like eight of them. The way I knew them originally, because I did not hear Love is a Liar's Game, I knew them from their covers of Royals that was on Pop Goes Punk 6. Same here. That's the only time I've ever heard of them. So now, all of a sudden, they're just back in the game with a brand new album, My unfortunate part with this, though, is when I first played Noise, the first track, I was like, oh, I'm enjoying this. And then I realized, oh, no, there's no originality here. It really is a shame, but I completely agree. And I really did enjoy the first track, Noise. Yeah. And then it just (laughs) it just went away. I, I, I do. I did enjoy the title track a little bit. The Broken. I remember I don't like it when bands say their name in a track. Oh, yeah. You have that thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just weird to me, and that's what they did. <laughs> hey, you're, you're not lying here. You're not coming up with shit. You always call it out. I really do. And I mean, I know like Body Count does it as well every once in a while, but still, I don't like it right. when they do it either. Right. It doesn't make you hate it, but it's just like, God, God, you didn't have to do that. It's kind of like cringy. Yeah. And the thing about this, too, and I know I'm sure everyone said it, you know, anyone, and I'm sure you're about to say it, too. The lead singer sounds like... Kellen Quinn. Yep. A cross between, at least for me, this whole band sounds like a cross between Sleeping With Sirens, Pierce the Veil, and Light Up the Sky. Yeah. Those are my three. And look, everyone knows how much I love Pierce the Veil. They didn't take the best parts from Pierce the Veil. (laughs) Okay. That's kind of the way I look at it. But I was expecting something more like I liked the dual unclean vocals but they did that so rarely 
And the reason why I liked it was it spiced up the track. You know what I mean? Because you weren't expecting it because it didn't feel like it should be there. I agree. And see, it's like you're saying, it's not really just that it spiced it up. It shows how good they can be and how big they would get if they stuck to that. Because those are the best parts of all their music. But you don't think that they're going to get big from this album? If they have their marketing correctly for this, I think they will do very well with this album. It's possible, but I don't see it. I, I don't I don't think so. I think all is you have to do like is say... Is there a statistical reason why I think that? No. I, I, it's just a feeling. I think all you have to do is play this for 14-year-old girls and they're going to eat it up. <laughs> hey, I, I'm not doubting that. You're right about that. And that's no offense to any 14-year-old girls who are fans of Ian Hates Music, but if you like Sleeping With Sirens, you're probably going to like this band. 100%. He, he really does sound like Kelly Quinn about 85% of the time. But you know what I don't like? I don't think Kellen Quinn's vocals are often processed. You can hear in this album as you go forward that it sounds like this is heavily processed and auto-tuned to make sure that he hits those notes. And look, that's alleged, but that's what it sounds like to me. Right. They sound too clean, right. too smooth. And you know that's not the case for vocalists, especially when you're hitting these kind of high notes. Yeah, this isn't the bunny of the bear. All right. Oh, God. <laughs> there are only certain people that can hit those notes. That's yep. all I'm saying. So I yeah, agree. I was just a little bit disappointed because it was very color by numbers. You know, they have, I guess the difference is they have two slow tracks instead of one. But yeah, what else came out of this, unfortunately? Yeah, that, there was really just two tracks I enjoyed in the whole album. And that was it. And I was able to get through it just fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't hate it. I put it on in the background. It wasn't a bad thing. I wanted to really like this. Maybe that was the Same. problem. But then you can't close your ears to what's going on. You have to be honest about it. This isn't, unfortunately, what we need from this band. I completely agree. So why don't we take a listen because we both liked it so much. wanted people to hear a little bit more of the uncleans but they're few and far between yep and it really is a shame because whenever they do scream and they do the whole you know back and forth it really is enjoyable to listen to yeah this is one of those bands where i'd be really happy if there was the unclean vocalist another unclean vocalist and a clean vocalist and they had like a three-part harmony back and forth with different unclean and clean type vocals i think that would bring something unique to this band but it's just not there right now yeah 
I completely agree. And this is a band that I'm not signing off because of all this. I really do feel like they can be something great. If they can keep things together. Because a band that doesn't release a full-length album until five to six years <laughs> after they form, there's something wrong, goes through eight different members and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't know if they have the longevity to even put out a sophomore album. Man. I hope so. But when you Ouch. look at a track record like that, though, can you blame it? No, no. I, hey, on paper, you're completely right. I hope for a second album, though. I hope for that sophomore album because I'm sure a more mature sound would actually work pretty well for them. Yeah, and I do think that's the direction that they would go as well. I do believe that. So yeah, this is Youth and Revolt, The Broken on Outer Loop Records. All right, Jackson. Mm. Hey, partner. <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you ready to talk about... I can't. I honestly can't believe this. Let's just get this over with. We have talked about it for a long time. It's quote-unquote finally here <laughs> danny warsnop's album the long road home on earache records yeah so i guess if anyone needs a little bit of backstory if you don't know who danny warsnop is by name he is the previous and present lead vocalist of asking alexandria and while he was on hiatus he not only made another band called We Are Harlot, which is like alternative glam 80s rock, but Crap. also he wanted to make a country album. And Crap. <laughs> what are you saying? Are you Crap. just saying crap? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, here's the thing. Once again, we are probably not the people who should be reviewing a country album, but because... These are people in the scene. I mean, right now, Asking Alexandria is working with Matt Good on the new Asking Alexandria album. These are people in the scene, so it makes sense that we have to talk about them. But I kind of hate Danny now for making me listen to this Damn. and having to talk about it on the show. <laughs> That's the problem. I'm sure it would have been really cool. Ian's going to be reviewing... The country album by Danny Warsnop, he's going to hate it. Like, oh, once again, you know, wouldn't it be awesome if he liked it and it was something different? No, it's not going <laughs> to happen. I hate country music. I hate it. Country music. I'm going to stop you there. It insults my intelligence. No, I'm going to stop you. Go ahead. And this is the reason why. So maybe this makes us a little bit more qualified or at least me qualified to review this album. I listen to all music. I like country Boo. music. I do. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the same when you do it. Oh, it. <laughs> Anyways, I enjoy country music. I enjoy all music. So when going into this album, I wasn't like, oh my God, I'm about to fucking have to listen to this country album. I was actually hoping for something good mm -hmm. and some new country music I could listen to. Because every once in a while, I will jam my country jams. I'm serious. You're fired. Thank you. You're fired. Put me out of misery. <laughs> Just kidding. But... This was not good. I listened to every song. Me too. And I enjoyed maybe some parts of it. It's a strong maybe, but I can't even remember what were the parts that I enjoyed. I just remember listening to it and I was like, oh, this one's okay. Oh, this one's really bad. Oh, that one's cool, I guess. Oh, damn it. Another bad one. 
and it, it's just not memorable. It, it's like a basic kind of country, and it, it just doesn't have substance to me. When you're going into country music, most of the time it, it's supposed to be emotional sure. and come from something deep down, and this was not the case. You didn't feel the heart and soul into this, which is something you have to have for country music because it's basic. You know, it's you, it's the guitar, and the person listening to it. And terrible Boom, lyrics. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. So there has to be a strong connection. And when you're not putting your heart and soul into this, maybe he did. I just didn't feel it. You know, it, it's kind of a letdown. From what I kind of got from it, if he had really gone for those hard-hitting lyrics of the emotional and physical pain of drug addiction and hitting rock bottom and all that kind of stuff that he himself has said he has gone through with his issues with all that, I think if he had made a whole album like that, it probably would catch on more. Though, if you notice on this album... He switches genres or styles of country music almost every track. Yep. And because I don't know enough about country music, is that a thing that people do? Not really. Okay. Uh, not not in the way he did it. Because that is something, if you want to talk about similarities between this and what we talk about on a normal basis, how many times have we talked about bands that put out maybe a first album or something and they're all over the place on what kind of genre they're working with. And we say, hey, you have to focus and choose something that's going to really work for you and showcase your talent. It's very similar with this one. If country music is also like that, where you're supposed to really focus in and choose that specific style or genre, then that would have helped Danny out. No, and you're completely right. And the country music that he was aiming for is kind of just that one man, one guitar kind of soulful country you can tell that's what he tried to do with the way that he was hyping up this album sure but that's not what i feel he did yeah on a couple tracks for sure you can tell that but then there are those weird tracks that are completely out of style like it's like a piano jig that you would hear in a really bad western movie like a couple of the tracks you could hear on that thousand ways to die in the west you know, Family Guy movie that they made. Yeah. Like, it's really weird the tone shifts that he does in this album. What I will say that's good is he does have that gritty, non pop country vocal. You Great know what voice. I mean? Yeah, he can do that. That's the thing. Like, Danny is very talented. There's very no doubt talented. about that. He has a great fucking voice. I agree with you there, but what I also want to say to people too is because I I saw some things on the on the interwebs, some rumblings uh, about it. Yeah, dangerous place, man. But I want to say to people who think that this was going to be like a train wreck or a failure, I don't know why you would think that. I mean, we just said Danny has a great voice. You know, he's mm-hmm. talented, and don't insult people's intelligence. Country music is formulaic as fuck. It's not hard to make a country music album. Anyone can do it. Literally anyone. It's one of the simplest forms of music. There's barely any talent involved. It's nothing. So let's not pretend like it's hard to do. Country music is cartoony. It's not real. So don't pretend like it takes a lot of talent to make a country album. Because this is probably one of the best country albums I've ever heard. Uh, I kind of agree with you. Shut up, you cartoony fuck. No, 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 no. It's not like that. I feel, okay, 
I know what you're saying. It's kind of like um, people will say um, soccer is not hard because they're not hitting each other and stuff like that. When it's, you know, it's just not like that. And and it's kind of kind of hard to explain to someone who doesn't play soccer. You know what I'm saying? I get what you're this saying, but because I thing. had to grow up with country music, I know what I'm talking about when it comes to that stuff. I just well, look, yeah, that's fine, but it's it's hard to make good music. It doesn't matter if it's country. It doesn't matter if it's jazz. Okay, you can say that this genre might be easy to make a song that yes. sounds like this genre, right? But it's not easy to make any genre sound good okay. to anybody. I agree with you there. That's how I felt about this. Like, yeah, it, it is easy to make a country song. I can grab my guitar right now that's next to me. Oh, yeah. And I can make you a fucking country song. I'm not going to because I'm not that good <laughs> at it. But it's not something that will take me years to learn. It, it's not hard technically. Right. But it is hard to make good music regardless of the genre. I can and get you on me, that one. this country album just wasn't good music i gotcha and i think that's probably where it kind of ends there i mean the yeah. last track the man starts like it's it <laughs> starts man. like it's the devil went down to georgia it's, <laughs> yeah, seriously it's so funny and then look i don't know how you get more country than this but in the song mexico he even plugs bud i mean yeah. really you know if that's not country, what is? So he put himself out there. He's going to make another album, I'm sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think we'd ever have to review it. Now that we've done this, I think we're, we're pretty much done. Yeah. Uh, I'm done talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So look, if this is your style, it, obviously people know I hate country music. It's Danny Warsnop, The Long Road Home on Earache Records. But Jackson. Oh, yes, please. We saved the best fucking thing for last. Yes, we did. I'm so happy to talk about this. Now, it is the long-awaited Ghost Key with If I Don't Make It on In Vogue Records. Fucking jam and a half, Ian. From start to finish. Didn't I say it, man? Didn't I say it? No, you, you did. Please, everyone, go back to the episodes and listen. Ian has been anticipating this for a long time. Go back. Listen to his interview with Austin. Please, this band needs so much support. They deserve so much. They're very, very underrated, at least from the stuff that I've seen. This band, to me and to Ian, is absolutely incredible. From start to finish, this album was a banger. No interludes, no bullshit, just an all-out fucking jam. Exactly. Yeah, that was one of the big things. No interludes at all for this first full-length album. It's emotional hardcore, emotional, melodic hardcore, whatever you want to call it. It's so honest, and that's one of the things I love about it. Like, every lyric is honest and open. So, obviously, I'm a huge fan of that. And, yeah, man, I look, I say a lot about it because I've been listening to this album for a long time. I say a lot about it in the interview with Austin, so it's really I'd be repeating myself with a lot of this, but it is a great melodic hardcore album, and I think everyone needs to listen to it. Yeah, I completely agree, and even going back to the lyrics, this album was just real. This this is what I you know put in the real category, where it's like these lyrics will hit anybody in the chest hard. The world that Austin is putting you in is his own. 
and he's doing it in the best way possible where you can't only enjoy it by just jamming it to it musically, but also you can feel what he's feeling. I mean, I love the way he presents his lyrics. I love the way he ends the album with the song, If I Don't Make It, when he says, um, um, if I don't make it, at least you have these songs. Yes. I mean, he's just so straightforward and honest. He held nothing back. Just just a great album. That It's definitely a 2017 highlight, and I know it's going to end like that too. Yeah, I definitely brought that up in the interview with him as well. And what I liked on that answer, I'll give something away here. They did not name the album If I Don't Make It and then say, oh, that's a really cool lyric. Let's put in a track. No, no. They had that track and they had that final line and they say, we need to name the album this. And I like that so much. Yeah, me too. Just all the different aspects that went into this. Just great work. Great work. So proud of these guys. I cannot wait to see them March 4th in Dallas with Silent Planet and the whole Goon Squad. Power chords and breakdowns, driving percussion. It's just a fun, real album. Yep. And unfortunately, I cannot go see them on Thursday. Really? Not only can I not make it down there, but I have a Ian Hates music conversation edition to do. Now, if you could get away down there, would you reschedule the conversation? I absolutely could not reschedule this. I know everyone in the audience is going to enjoy it, and I'm going to enjoy it too. So, like, believe me, I'm not depressed about it. It's just one of those things where because I couldn't make it anyways, I made mm-hmm. the interview. Now, if I had my car and I was able to make it down to Worcester, then I definitely would have... And I would not have given that time as an option. Gotcha. So, that makes sense. believe me, at the end of the interview, Austin even says, hey, man, you definitely should make it down. But there's yeah. just, unfortunately, there's no way. That's a shame. So I have to rely on your review. Uh-oh. And, no, don't do that to me. You're putting pressure on <laughs> no, me. No, and you can go talk <laughs> to Austin, and you can go talk to Garrett Russell again and say hello for me. Oh, for sure. Friends of the show. Damn straight. So let's take a listen to a track on this as well. Jackson, I'll give you the honor. Which one would you like to hear? Oh, no. Ian, you're not going to see them. I want you to pick your favorite track of the album. I will say which ones are my favorite, though. But I want you to pick my favorites are Embrace and Downpour. Just putting it out there. I was going to say Dead Man, but also If I Don't Make It. But I think If I Don't Make It is cliche now since we've been talking about it. Yeah. So, okay. So since it's up to me, I guess, I'll go with Dead Man. Yes, sir. Here we go. So there's a little taste there. 
Hell yeah. And you know, my actual favorite might be Ache, but we've already done that on the show before. Yep. That that was one of the singles they released, right? I think when they first announced it. Yeah, I think it was like the third single or something. Second or third. Oh, they're all good songs. I agree. So, man, can't say enough about this. If you guys can, go pick up the album, go see them live, and then once you do that, once you've listened to the album, go ahead and listen to the conversation that I have with Austin. Obviously, it's free, like all the stuff <laughs> we do. You never have to worry about us charging. So That is true. So go listen to that great conversation I had with Austin. Hear him talk all about Ghost Key and the new album, If I Don't Make It, and then also Lost and Star Wars and a bunch of other stuff. Hell yeah. Love the Star Wars part. Of course you did. Of course. So once again, that's Ghost Key, If I Don't Make It, on In Vogue Records. So, upcoming albums that we got going on, Ian, so far... And this isn't 100% sure everything, but so far, guaranteed, we're going to be talking about Born of Osiris with the Eternal Rain off Sumerian Records. And then we also have, um, well, uh, Suicide Silence is doing this one album, Suicide Silence off Nuclear Blast Records. I haven't There's, heard um, of that. No, yeah, it's it's this thing that's going around. It's We'll, we'll talk about it, Okay. I think. And then yeah. there's going to be a lot more, too, actually. Gotcha, gotcha. I think it's time for Breakdown from the Past. Let's do it. If you think we're going to kiss your ass just to get a good review in your magazine, well, you're mistaken, my friend. Take your self-righteous pose and wannabe writer candy ass pencil. Shove it up your ass! Shove it up your ass, you punk! Shove it up your ass, Aaron! Shove it up your ass! Don't review that, Einstein! All right, Jackson, I'm afraid to even ask. Oh, gosh. Do you have a breakdown from the past? I do. Woohoo! I truly do. Are you ready? I am. It's like a three-hour show, so I am <laughs> totally ready for you to tell me so we Fuck can off, get this mate. over with. Here I go. How? Wait, wait. By the way, how do we have such long fucking shows when it's like the worst time for me to do long shows? That's just the way it is. It's Murphy's Law. I guess so. All right, go ahead. So my band is A Kiss for Jersey. Oh, you son of a bitch. They were on my list of things. <laughs> Really? Yes. So I but did good. That was a good one. Yep. You <gasps> took one of mine. Yep. Fuck yes. Fuck you, Ian. Um, wow. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Kiss for Jersey. Great band. Uh, holy shit. I used to really jam them out, and I can't believe I haven't done them in my recent um, breakdown from the past debacles, I guess we could call them. Yes. <laughs> but they've released, I believe, three albums. In their whole discography, they've released New Bodies, uh, Keep Your Head, Above Something. I don't remember. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then they've released Victims and three very solid albums. Uh, I really do hope that I can bring some light back on them. Everyone should jam them. And my song choice for us to listen to is Oh, Infamous City. You got it.
jam. Don't they kind of sound like Ice Nine Kills sometimes? To me, in like the ending parts of the of the clip we just played, they they remind me of like old Ice Nine Kills. I can hear a little bit. There's also other bands too. I mean, you can hear a little bit of Alisana in there yeah. as well. It's that old school post hardcore screamo. Gotta love it. Yeah, I'm a big fan. So I passed. You did. Congratulations. Yeah. Hooray. I'll take a certificate in the mail. Thank you very much. You want your participation award? <laughs> I don't care. Fuck off. You young millennial. Heck off. Of course you do. Of course you do. You're a millennial too, Ian. Yes, but you're a young millennial. I'm just a regular millennial. So, the band that I chose is a little out of the realm of what I would normally choose. This is an alternative metal slash new metal band. And their name is Depswa. I thought you misspelled it. No, I didn't. It's <laughs> D-E-P- I was like, is he going to finish that word? <laughs> D-E-P-S-W-A. And yeah, they had two albums. The first one was called Two Angels and a Dream that came out in 2003. And then an album that I have never listened to called Distorted American Dream. And that came out in 2010, a full seven years after the first album. Damn. So I thought for the time of new metal that they were pretty unique, especially in the vocal area. So let's take a listen right now to the title track, Two Angels and a Dream. So, Jackson, do you know when you have those albums that it reminds you of, like, a certain event in life? Yes, those are the best albums. This is one of those albums for me. Okay. So, I played this I played this album over and over when I did a half cross-country road trip by myself. For that reason, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And also, this was one of the albums in my rotation when I fell in love. So, yeah. No! <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> that's one of the reasons why this will always hold some type of place in my heart. Like, I can remember every track of something different happening. That's what I love about music. It's, it's like you hear every, you hear the tiniest thing in a song, and it just takes you back to something that you would never think about naturally. Exactly. Opioids. So, oh, jeez. Hashtag opioids. <laughs> Hashtag opioids. If you've made it this far into the show, hashtag opioids. And that's a callback. Yep. So by the way, let's just have some fun since I have never, ever listened to this album. I have no idea what distorted American dream sounds like. So I'm just going to take a wild guess and we're going to play 
10 kinds of lonely. All right, we're trying this out. That's not terrible. I mean, come on. That would have been played on the radio. Hey, that wasn't that bad. No, I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's hard for this band to actually hold up to a kiss from Jersey. Oh, you know what I mean? That. Like, if this was a head-to-head competition, you got this one for sure, Jackson. This one just had <laughs> sentimental, you know, kind of To me, that strings. counts more, so in my heart, you win. Oh, that's so nice. We tied. Yeah, there you go. We tied. It's such a millennial thing. We tied. There's no <laughs> winner here. Certificates for both of us. <laughs> so yeah, the band's name is Depswa, D-E-P-S-W-A. All right, man, my voice is hurting me, so let's Oops. go ahead and end this son of a bitch. Let's do it. All right, Jackson, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you for having me, Mr. Ian Hates. And is there anything quick that you would like to say to the audience? I love everyone. Oh, that is quick and nice. Yep. So I will make a also hopefully quick announcement. So there is no announcement right now. See, my announcement is there's no announcement for (laughs) Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition because... What sometimes happens is you have scheduling conflicts. And there's a reason why, even though there are many people that ask, when I go, hey, I have such and such an interview and I never say the name of the band, people are always like, well, who is it? Well, there's a reason why I do not tell people what band it is because you can literally have times where you set up for an interview three or four times and it doesn't happen. So this coming week, I am supposed to have two interviews from two awesome bands. And as soon as I have them recorded, I will (laughs) announce them. But it would have been really dumb for me to promote an interview that was supposed to come out this week because of how many issues there have been with setting everything up. So that's just a quick announcement that there are many more awesome Ian Hates Music Conversation editions on the way though my voice still may be a little bit more raspy at this time. But that's just the way things go. So once again, you can support Ian Hates Music by following all the links in the description of this episode. If you enjoy what we're doing, and once again, I apologize for (laughs) the voice and everything, but if you enjoy what we're doing on a regular basis, please go to iTunes and rate us five stars and leave a comment. We are still working on merchandise. We have illustrators working on a bunch of stuff. It's going to be awesome. But if you like the show, that really does help us out. And other than that, I think we are all set. So, Jackson, do you have any final words for everyone? I love everyone. Double dose. Very nice. Yep. <laughs> no, uh, guys. Uh, well, I do mean what I said. But thank you guys very much for listening. For those of you who tune in every week, that is sick. Give yourself a pat on the back for that. Thank you for putting up with me. 
Ian sign us out. And I will leave you the way I always do. Long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone. So alright